0: you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals then there's only one place to be one place to be the ins and out podcast with your host kane silver in this episode of the ins and outs podcast i speak to the one and only cisco gomez cisco tells us about how he became the director of dance to access uk and the difference between that and his new training program psg We talk about how he was perceived in a certain way because of his sexuality. Cisco also talks about how dancers and teachers should give respect to the people who came before them and how powerful that can be. And we also talk about the difference between teachers and educators. Cisco also tells us what's next for him and how he is going to be the next Latino Oprah and how he's empowered by God. Also, if you're listening to this via iTunes, please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I can't tell you how helpful that is for me. And if you or your family are looking to book your dream holiday, whether it's to go to LA and take some classes, go to New York on a shopping trip, go on a safari in Africa and see some lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Or you can go skiing in the Alps. Or you could be booking your dream honeymoon then go check out Not Just Travel Tracy. That's where I book all my holidays and I go to the best places and get the best deals. Make sure you tell Tracy that you found her from the Ins and Outs podcast because I've hooked you all up. That's right. I've hooked you up with VIP treatment. That means very important person treatment. That's right. She will give you all the best deals on the best holidays. And you can find Tracy on Facebook as Not Just Travel Tracy or visit www.notjusttravel.com forward slash Tracy Silver. One more time, because that's a lot. www.notjusttravel.com forward slash Tracy Silver. Or to make it easier, if you couldn't get that twice, you can click the link in the bio. So here is an eventful two-hour episode speaking to the one and only Cisco Gomez. <laughs> 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 and we're in, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, great. we're in. So this has been an eventful morning. We were meant to start recording at 12 and it's 1.30 because obviously... I was prepared and rebooted my Mac last night and thought, I'll update it, it's going to work. And then Steve Jobs could come back from the grave and sabotage me.
1: Completely Sabotaged you. But we had a nice catch-up, which was, was great, Kane. So Yeah, the, it was lovely. So the, the hour, whatever it was, was spent well. It was spent well. Um, how has it been home? It's been great. Like, thank God that life just brings me home every four to five months because there's nothing quite like it. Mm. And um, my mum's recently... Um, Retired, So she's got a lot of time in her hands. So she absolutely enjoys and is obsessed with being a mother. Yeah. And I see that now and it, <laughs> it's just so endearing. So when I am here, I'm like, bless her.
0: And you're a bit of a mummy's boy as well.
1: Well, she's all I've got. Yeah. And I'm all she's got. So it's kind of like.
0: Well, we're in your living room now and I've been looking around at all these <laughs> cute photos of you. <laughs> Boy, oh God! How I you, you go through some trends.
1: I know. I wish you guys could see this. There's one in particular where I went to the Philippines, and um, if you're Filipino, you know what I'm talking about. You guys love photo shoots, like you love it. There's an, there's a studio for this crap, like everywhere. <laughs> and so I thought I would wear um, a blue bandana, and then a like baby blue silver like anorak with a matching baby blue coral bracelet. And put my hand over my left shoulder, tilt my head and killing it.
0: You look like you're in B2K.
1: I mean, and I was obsessed with them. So I think that's where it came from. I mean, mm-hmm. you should actually, you have to take a picture of this opera, actually, so then I'm so gonna, then they can get a visual.
0: I'm going to put this as the promo yeah. picture.
1: I mean, for, for what? I think I was, what, 17? Killing it.
0: Yeah, you look good. <laughs> you look like you're called like
1: Lil Sis. Yes, Latino Cube. Have no. you ever had a tag? I had a, I had a tag, um, you know, growing, growing up and it was Latino C.
0: Latino C. Mm-hmm.
1: That's Latino C up there on the wall. Yeah. I mean, did you rap? No, no. I was uh, the Fergie of the group. I was the Fergie. <laughs> did nothing. I gave vocals. Excuse me.
0: <laughs> so uh, you're home. You come home for some time off, you said. And um, you've been busy teaching.
1: No, I think I came here for a job. I just can't remember what it was. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me think. Um, why did I come here for? This is really embarrassing. I came... It'll come it back to have me. It must
0: have been a really memorable. <laughs> it's a really memorable No, experience. it was a
1: job. It was a job. And then I had no reason to come back. I was like fiercely unemployed for three, three three and a half weeks. And I thought, why go back home?
0: Our home was in LA.
1: LA, yeah, right. So why go back to LA when I've got nothing to do? And... Um, and so I stayed, but then it caught wind that I was back, and then I also messaged, because I can't sit still for very long, so I messaged yeah. one or two people for teaching things, and then it just mm-hmm. snow rocketed, so I ended up going to Valencia, Ukraine, and Denmark. Do you still go to Ukraine a lot? No, so this was the first time I went in a year and a half, mm-hmm. nearly two years actually, sorry, and it felt really good to be back, because I invested so much time there.
0: Yeah, you are like a...
1: And the Cheryl Cole. I'm not joking. (laughs) Always in the press. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Ukraine times. Yeah. um, No. Yeah. And it was, it was, I've got some of the best memories in my career in that country. And um, like uh, Korea, (laughs) Ukraine's gangster now. Like it's, it's got the best restaurants and clubs and hotels now. And it's, it's just nice to not go every year because then you can appreciate it more when you do go back. Yeah. But it was nice. I did a, I did, I think three cities in four days Oh shit! teaching and it's just great that because i'm not on tv anymore and i'm not a youtube sensation so it's great that people are still coming to my classes and yeah. especially in in kiev i've had students that have been rocking with me for 10 years now because this is my 10 year anniversary of being in ukraine so, what, so you did your first so you think out there 10 years i ago. just turned 23 yeah I just, I was like 22 in a bit.
0: I remember going um clothes shopping in, in, in uh, Covent Garden uh-huh. for you to have you costumes and you'd be like, I need something extravagant.
1: Extravagant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it needs to be loud. It used to, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I was a bit, the first three years of So You Think You Can Dance, I was definitely a gimmick. But I was also experimenting a lot in fashion. And they used to, you know, when you're a judge on, on TV shows, they give you a wardrobe allowance. And so getting paid to dress up. Oh, my God. Especially for a gay guy. Yeah,
0: living the dream. I was living. It was oh, it was the best time. Wasn't that when you tried the straight hair?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the story about that was, I don't understand why women can do some things and men can't. I can with certain things but in fashion and like appearance I don't understand so I was like women are so lucky they get to wear wigs and weaves so I was like I'm going to be the first guy to rock a wee- a weave so <laughs> <laughs> and I've always liked the whole you know because if you've got curly hair you want straight hair if you want straight hair you want curly hair it's always the opposite and so I thought let me try this and I ended up looking like an anime character <laughs> and to my defense when I had the beanie on with it, I thought I looked gangster. but with it out, <laughs> it was another one. But because it got such a great response in Ukraine, because obviously whatever, I could be in a potato sack and they'd be like, oh, well, fashion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought I was killing it. And you're a never... man
0: of color with white person's hair. They loved it.
1: <laughs> I had white. the skunk thing. I, yeah. I was like, a, it was as if I belonged to like an Avril Lavigne army. Yeah. Like it was, but you know what? You live and you learn and you know, you trust to try. And um, I wouldn't, I won't be doing that again. <laughs>
0: I remember, I remember rocking <coughs> it to pineapple and you come to teach with that hair. And I was like,
1: what, what happened? What? I thought, mate, I thought I was killing it.
0: Motherfucker I had an afro last
1: week. Yeah. Where's it gone? I remember doing Ema's class. Shout out to Ema. And it was her striptease routine. And I thought I was like the sixth member of um, Danny E. Kane. You couldn't <laughs> tell me nothing. <laughs> Idiot. Drank my Kool-Aid way too much that year. You've tried a lot of hairstyles, right? Yeah, I have to. I'm, I'm all about trial and error. You yeah. know, I, I did the buzz cut. I'm not out of choice. And then I realized that the commercial business required you to look a certain way mm-hmm. and, and talent can only take you so, so long. And then I was like, well, my mom's black. So I think I've got nice hair. So I just grew it and I thought, and I've never been really a vain person. So I thought, let me just stick it under a bandana and hats. Mm. And as this transition happened, fashion became a really big thing for me. And um I grew it for like, what? 10 months, 11 months. It was just under a year. And then I was like, oh my God, i got curly hair mm. and then I kept on growing it, and then it was I just became Cisco with the hair
0: yeah I remember um when I first started like getting introduced to the dance world mm-hmm. as opposed to just doing it in like your local community hall. Yeah, a church remember, hall, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing you <laughs> remember seeing you on uh, a YouTube video doing Kim's mummy routine. Everyone says
1: that and Kim, I remember seeing yeah, you yeah, hair yeah. and I
0: remember being like, oh my god, he's got a blue jumper and curly hair. And I remember <laughs> being like, I want curly hair and a blue jumper. Yes. Yeah, literally Oh my god. Yes, yeah. that really, that's yeah. hilarious. And then ginger frog. I remember you judged a UDO competition I danced at <clears> and Theo uh danced as well and he had the same hair as you yes. and everyone kept looking at you and him and was like, like what's, what's going, going on? on
1: well you know i influenced some and i kidding. was like <laughs> it's like where did this trend come from i know i mean he's also a man of color so he's also had beautiful hair but yeah i was one of the first to rock it you know
0: and you used to uh you made i believe you well you and Two excess made the american apparel socks no, it was me. It was you. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> you
1: know, what, yeah. I mean, because I used to go to. I went to LA from a very young age, so I um, naturally exported what they were doing. Yeah. And, um And if you, we don't have that college frat kind of culture, and I thought it was genius. It was so simple and 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 so good, but no offense to Americans, but a lot of them can't dress. So I would like... Go, I would Take <laughs> offense, learn from it. I love you guys, but, uh, you know, most of you can't. And so I would mix the the fashions, and, you know, I w- baggies was in, yeah. in trend there. And um, I would um, wear baggies, but then I would wear the double-coated um, V-necks from American Power with the matching socks. I yeah. was just... I was just colour, 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 wasn't I? Yeah. And then I got my rope chain and I became Flavour Flav wannabe for a while. I remember that rope chain. And every new era cap possible I had. Yeah, it was a look. And a poor two excess on my guinea pigs. They were like an extension of my fashion mistakes or like triumphs. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: every two excess piece would be like a Cisco wardrobe. (laughs)
1: <laughs> See, okay. Every, I remember one time we had a two excess meeting and people were like, yes, this guy, I just feel like you dress us up. Huh? How, you know, um, you, um, what you have in your wardrobe and it's hard for us. I was like, excuse me, have you seen my wardrobe? I have everything. <laughs> so that's not fair. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I would honestly trial and error with me. And then I say, I would be dancing. or I went out and I'd be like, that's actually a really good costume in the back of my mind. And then months or years later it would happen. So it's not that I would dress up and then want everyone to look like me. It's just that, you know, at what, at times I would be like, what the That's actually dope. It's a Mm. statement, and it especially if your if your sets didn't have a theme. Yeah, I I it just had to have something visual, Mm -hmm. and I thought color was a great way to express that. Yeah, and um and so I did. So I think I can't remember who said that, but no, you're wrong. I just had and you know even if you come to my wardrobe here or in LA, I do have everything. You know, I'm a method dresser, so. I have from, like, hip-hop urban clothing to, like, really flamboyant clothing to, like, yeah. really, like, gaga stuff to, yeah. like, normal, normal stuff from The Gap. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I'm a mixture of stuff, so yeah. I, I pretty much have a bit of everything.
0: You're a chameleon. Like, you yeah, adapt, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 100%. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, speaking of 2XS, for me, 2XS was a huge part of my dance my dance life. Mm-hmm. I remember being 17 and it being my dream to be in Dance to Access because okay. I remember seeing every dancer on TV that I looked up to was a part of 2 xs Yeah. That was what soup that was what really inspired me. Um I remember auditioning for 2XS and getting into Excess and like, oh my God, my dreams have come true. You know what I mean? Like oh, I was like, I've made it. Awesome. How did you come about running 2 Access? Because you and Kim ran it together, right?
1: Um she was my um she started off as my dance captain and then she became my assistant um creative director.
0: Yeah. How yeah, did you come about
1: running 2 um, Access? I was in Culture Shock, United Kingdom. I was the first um culture shock troupe with um, alongside Kim and mm-hmm. actually Mark Calape and Simeon. And that's how we mm-hmm. met Simeon from bird gang. And um, it was one of the best times in my life. Cause I got introduced properly to um, this art form called hip hop. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. Cause I was musical theater up to two seconds ago. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, the director, he changed our lives, but I think we evolved too fast for him. Mm-hmm. And um, some of us, not being cocky, we're just choreographically better than him. Mm-hmm. But we didn't care. Evolution was happening, but it happened all too quick. We were very ahead of our time. And because we were yeah. trained by Americans, we were at a different level and it just got too big, mm-hmm. too quick. And we were given opportunities to choreograph. So some of us took it. Mm-hmm. I was one of them because I was always very creative. And I was like, oh my God, my, my director has trusting me to do a class or to choreograph. This is great. And then it got to the point where it was like, you want me to choreograph, but you don't. You're not. You don't know how to nourish my talent, and you don't want to. I could see it. It was a problem that I was excelling. It was a problem that I booked my first tour. Yeah. While I was in culture shock, mm-hmm. and which was bounce, and I still every any free opportunity, I would still travel to to Watford. That's where we used to train and try to catch up. And you know, culture shock was my life. Yeah. But he didn't see it as that. And I honestly, looking back on it now, I think. I was an unnecessary threat to him because I was all about it i I you know I respected him so much, but he he just didn't know what to do with me and he I felt like there was a wall yeah and an artistic one especially and I was like hmm at that time, Patrick Chen started traveling around Europe, and when Patrick Chen came to our industry, it changed a lot because you know it was the the like I love you era, and he was affiliated with that so and his style was very very alien and and amazing to us, mm-hmm. so you know when patrick Chen in the class circuit, he had a moment. He yeah, cleaned. I remember. <coughs> do you remember? Excuse I remember me. paying a, a fortune throw.
0: to come and right. take his workshop at Pineapple. And right. then he'd sell a t-shirt outside the door. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, or CDs. Yeah, Because that's what you used to do back in the day. And so Patrick Chen, we became acquaintances very, very quick because um, he spotted me in class and he would give me feedback. And, you know, I yeah. stood out in class and we had a relationship. And then, I don't know why, we were on a train one time. I think it was to Sarah Lim's house or mm-hmm. someone's house. And I just opened up to him because it was the first time that I was 17. I was successful, but I wasn't wasn't happy with the way Culture Shock was running Mm -hmm. because I was like, that's my home. That's my, it's the first time I was in a company. And to me, I was going to be Culture Shock to the day I died. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, but I just feel like I'm not being respected or or valued there. And that's a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, why don't you just open Dance to Excess here? And I was like... Well, I'm 17. Yeah. And he's like, but you're dope. And I was like, but I'm 17, Patrick. He's like, yeah, but you're a leader. You're dope. You can do this. And I'm like, really? And then we went home and he showed me DVDs of Dance Success. So I knew what Dance Success was. And all I knew, it was like it was like a culture shock. Mm-hmm. And then he showed me and I was like completely inspired by them because I was like, oh my God, this movement. It's not my vocabulary. You think I can direct that? Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I think you need a manager because you're a bit young for the business side of thing. And you know, dance is very business orientated. And then he, um, introduced me straight away that day to Sarah Lim. And I knew Sarah from the class circuit. Cause we used to do Jimmy Williams class yeah. together.
0: She still does Jimmy's. <coughs>
1: yeah. Oh my God. Shout out to Jimmy King. And then, um, he, and literally to excess happen. And I was like, oh, okay. I went to, um, LA for training. Cause for my 18th birthday, I got a ticket to LA. And when I came back, not only did I know myself more as a person, but I knew the direction I wanted. And I knew, cause I was a very popular and successful dancer at a very young age in London, but I didn't understand how, because I knew I wasn't as good as the Americans mm-hmm. or as, as good as some people in London. Yeah. But there was all this fuss about Cisco. And all I was doing is being full out in every class possible. Mm-hmm. So I knew there was a, a gap that I had to bridge because I was like, no, I want my country to be and the next generation to be just as good as the Americans. Yeah. So when I came back from London and 2XS started, um, everyone thought that 2XS was um, going to be run by Patrick. So the audition, there must have been like 50 people. And then he introduced me as the director. But people knew who I was, but I was a kid. And so as soon as they said my name, people walked out.
0: And really? So, yeah, yeah, of
1: course. Because, I mean, people didn't know me well, like that. Or people didn't like me particularly. Or whatever reason, or this kid, they, people came. It was Patrick's time. So yeah. to introduce Cisco was like, hmm. Anyway, I was left with six or eight people and that's how it started and then yeah i left culture shock and i told my friends first but i never knew that people weren't satisfied in culture shock as well mm-hmm. certain people and i was like oh but i didn't say nothing because remember i still had the utmost respect for culture shock and my director at the time yeah but two of the members said to me well if you're leaving we're coming with you whatever you're doing and i was like why? Because I didn't know the effect I had. Yet. yeah so I was like, really? I was like, but I don't even quite understand or know what I'm doing yet. Yeah I know that I want to create choreography and I want to create sets and I, I think that I'm going to be responsible for creating a new standard for the industry in UK mm-hmm. because we're not moving like the commercial ones yeah. before us now. Time is changing. The Americans are ahead of us and I've got the answers. Yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing yet. No Cisco are coming.
0: Yeah,
1: cool, okay. <laughs> as long as you leave, in a respectable manner and don't make it like
0: I'm choosing you over you kind or of don't thing. make
1: it political that's yeah. fine because you got to go and do what you got to do cool so it happened and then literally two excess in less than 2 years just it just went yeah. it just grew just because the people that we we were the, the, I think the material and the people that were in the group you just couldn't deny that talent no you know I was very lucky that who I had in in especially the first two and three um seasons of of two excess they were incredible, potentially incredible and yeah. incredible. And it was incredible that they just, um, they, the, the obedience level to like someone who was younger than them. Yeah. And really and truly only had maybe two or three jobs under their belt. All I, all I had was street cred.
0: Yeah. I think you're you're a very confident person and mm-hmm. you really believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your ability to show people that and not in an arrogant, egotistic yeah, right, way. Right, 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 right makes people trust you a lot more. Yeah. I Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like because you'll go, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to make it work. Yeah. And we'll figure it out. People go, well, that sounds more reliable than being unhappy no, it's true. Here.
1: I mean, my my, my my upbringing was nothing. You know, I grew up in an estate and it wasn't a nice estate. Even though it was a nice area that's been gentrified as I was there, it was still a, a shithole. Mm. You know, excuse my French. And um, so I was on a mission. I was like, I can't be that. I, I'm not, go- I can't. Yeah. the statistics show that I'm gonna be that, I'm gonna do this but I I've got bigger dreams and mm-hmm. so I was as soon as I found dance I, I was on a tunnel vision yeah and I was on this velocity that I, you know I'm surprised I could pick up yeah and um yeah you're right I think it just that confidence and that you know there's no plan b guys this is what it is yeah
0: and I, it happened I believe all true successful people have that same kind of mentality mm. like you have to trust in yourself and like be your biggest, your own biggest fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I remember going to school and we had education day and (laughs) and they say, what do you want to be when you're grown up. And I was like, I want to be a dancer. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, what's realistic? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? What's realistic? This is, this This is is the only thing I'm going to do. And they're like, well, we can't help you. I'm like, okay. You know, like there's no plan B. (laughs) Yeah. No. I just won't fail. It's quite simple. Exactly. And I feel like that everyone who does relatively has a, quite a lot of success all kind of have that same, mentality because there's no there's no other option
1: absolutely absolutely
0: and i think you installed that a lot with your students i would say Uh a dance to excess yeah because i feel like a lot of the most successful dancers that i know of or of my generation or before me came from under you and kim's training yeah yeah no it's
1: yeah no it's true we had a moment and we did and it was a lot of it was because of the strength behind the training. Yeah. You know, Kim as well. She's a, ve- she's a violently strong person. Yeah. Such a strong persona. And, um, that translated in, through our training.
0: Yeah. And do you think that the effects of what you did then and what you were able to do, is that why you've now started your own new program, PSG?
1: Um, so when my students were dancing next to me during Janet Jackson, it was mission accomplished. All I wanted to do with dance success is create a new generation that was respectable in the sense of versatility, professionalism, and just the knowledge of dance in general in the commercial side. Yeah. And we achieved that, I think maybe a year and a half, two years before we actually dismantled, mm-hmm. but it's hard to dismantle something that it's your life. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I don't know anything better than anything else in dance to excess. Yeah. But, Kim was left to pick up a lot of the pieces because I was so busy and, and, and succeeding in my commercial career. And it, it was just time. And when dance success finished, it was the perfect time. But I realized two, three years after dance success finished, it didn't end the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I've never been a person to blame other people unless it is your fault. And it's my fault mm-hmm. because I've always been... Me and Truth has always been my best friend. My moral compass has always been my best friend. So people can't ever doubt me of that. But I was way too aggressive. Mm. Way too aggressive of my training. And what people don't understand is... Even the people I didn't connect solely, solely, solely in Dance Success over the years... I loved every single member. Because every single person that came to this audition... I was brutally humbled. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day... You're coming for this training. Yeah. You're coming essentially for me. For you. And then eventually me and Kim. Yeah. Like that floored me. And mm-hmm. it's still to this day, it was the most humbling thing. I just couldn't articulate that. Yeah. And because I was always on the under the attack or do to excess under the attack, I was always on defense. So I always had armor on. Mm-hmm. So that's all that people read. Yeah. And so with dance to excess, when you're a director at 17, 18. You don't know what you're doing. You know you're you're, you're figuring it out as it goes along. And even though the the training was successful, I think it would have been more successful if I would have been wiser and older. Mm-hmm. And so, when it finished, I was like, "Wow, Kim's never been, or me, never been invited to someone's tour, or never been, never had a message going. Thank you for." And we're both people that don't expect this. But after a while, especially because you have to understand spiritually and emotionally and physically. You give a lot to your students, yeah. And dance to excess; they got the best of me from late teens to like mid twenties. Yeah, my biggest investment, yeah. to date.
0: Well, that, <laughs> that three hours every Sunday was what, <coughs> what I remember. I got more from that three hours on a Sunday than I would in like three weeks of college.
1: <laughs> right, you know what I mean? You know, and and, and I knew this mentally and, and physically exactly. And I knew this. We knew this, and we. As Well, me as a, I can't speak on her behalf. Me as a director, I've got nothing to show for it. And all I wanted was a friendship. All I wanted was like, even if it's like once, twice a year meeting. And I didn't get that from anyone. And Mm -hmm. it was the biggest slap in the face because I'm like, I'm sorry. If only you knew what I had to do past the steps to get you through the door. To help you, to protect you. Because I'm not one to be like, okay, by the way, so-and-so is talking about you, but I had your back, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't tell you that. I just do it automatically, and yeah. that's that. That's me, because I don't need that validation and that glory from that because that should be automatic as a as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I defend yeah. and I and I stand up for what came from Dot and Success, yeah. whoever you were. And so there's been really no appreciation in the scale of what we invested back. Yeah. And that was a massive blow to me. And then at the same time, there was a shift. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there comes, comes an age where friendships drift and they, they're called seasonal friendships. Mm-hmm. But some of them you actually think you're going to be there till the day you die. And so for me, because I don't have family, it's just my mum. My friends are my family. To excess was an extension of my family. Yeah. But for me, it's like, okay, I treat you like Hitler in, in in rehearsals. But then after, let's be friends. Yeah. People can't do that because they they, they carry what happened to rehearsals into their life. Yeah. I learned that after to excess. And so my methods were way too aggressive. And even though they, and I still stand by this, they always came from the place of love and care because I just wanted you to succeed more than me. Mm-hmm. I didn't get nothing for it. Yeah. I, so I feel like I got you the training. I got you the foot into the into the door i got you the career that you always wanted maybe or i contributed to it Mm -hmm. but i didn't get what was more important which was that the family based the network yeah and so that was a massive blow to me a massive blow to me and it came obviously as it does in the highest part of my success it came you know i was a judge on so you think you can dance in two countries i had a you know i was doing x factor here and there i was doing the odd thing here my teaching career you know youtube's um, era came and i didn't succumb to it and i was still valued and popular so i was in a high right Mm -hmm. but i wasn't happy because i didn't have nothing to show for it yeah and so years passed after i got over and i understood that my contribution was the major contribution to that lack of relationship with people and i can't be mad at that and i can't expect just because oh I see my DNA in your movement and in your success. Mm-hmm. I can't expect a thank you or like, duh, 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 duh. Cisco grow up. Yeah. Your ego, like, uh, you know, as you know me as a performer, I don't lack confidence. But me outside, it's not that I lack confidence, but I'm much more humble and quiet and more sensitive than You're I am. You're very really.
0: different, Cisco, as a as a friend than yeah, you are as I people am. see you in class. Yeah. And yeah people yeah. see you as a Absolutely. performer.
1: But people don't know that because no. they they take you by by, by the product that you yeah. are. And so I did a lot at the age of 26. I did this whole thing where I was going to be single for two years. I was going to do everything that I wasn't going to do. And I was going to rediscover me. And during that rediscovery was the most educational point about me. And I let go of, of to excess Mm -hmm. because I had to, because I, I I achieved so much or we achieved so much, but it wasn't the end result that I wanted. And it really upset me a lot, actually Mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, I started then missing when I started teaching and understanding that I didn't want to become the, the, um, the new stencil, which is like posting something every single, every single week and like doing the popular songs. And, you know, I didn't want to be that because I, these people do that for success. I've had success. Yeah. I don't need that again. I just, you know what I mean? I don't need validation from, from www. I don't need followers. I don't need that. I don't need that. And so for me, it's uh, teaching is just a bit more sacred. Yeah. So, as I went through this transition of finding my refinding myself and starting changing myself and letting go of old things, including to excess, I started missing teaching people because you start understanding what your forte is. Mm-hmm. And yes, Cisco was blah, 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 but my actual forte is teaching. Yeah. I'm a badass teacher. Yeah. I'm good. And it's because of my career and my mistakes. It's the wisdom past the steps. I could be teaching star jumps, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, Like I, 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 I can fix, I'm really good at fixing Mm -hmm. because I fixed myself. Yeah. And I'm always usually the person that helps to fix others. People's problem, whether I know you or not, I'm just good at that. It's automatic for me. So I was always like, Oh, but how do I do it? I don't want a company and I'm in LA and I don't want to do it in LA. So how? And then like one time I just, um, I just started writing randomly. I was back here for some reason. I think it was, um,
0: Probably another job you can't remember. Yeah.
1: Another job I can't remember. (laughs) And then I I was writing and then I wrote a syllabus down Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I got into that mind frame, but I was like, if I was to teach again and it was a more intimate setting, how, how can I, how can I make it more important than steps? Yeah. And I started writing and I came up with this thing called ADP and I was like, frick is this coming from and i was like you know i'm a. what does that mean adp means acknowledge dismantle and proceed Mm -hmm. and i believe that's what i've done my whole career and my whole life Mm -hmm. because i feel like we fall victim to anything and everything really easy as 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 performers as dancers because we're very sensitive natured yeah and um i think certain certain issues obviously are more um sensitive than others but i think it's bullshit yeah when you get to a place where you're like, "Oh, I've got daddy issues," so that's affected my whole career. No, you chose it too. Yeah, you, you that or or that breakup completely. I lost myself and I haven't been the same yet. You chose yeah, that. You let it Regardless do that. of what happens. So for me, it's acknowledging, and acknowledging for me is a very revealing and scary place because you're you're probably not going to want to hear what you want to hear, but then again. That's your ego playing tricks, and yeah. me and my ego—we're best friends. You mm-hmm. come out when you need to be. When you're not necessary, when you're mm-hmm. not needed, you're not in my life. Yeah. Confidence and ego is very different. Things. Very different. And I, 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 I think I'm a person that really shows the difference. If you know me, the difference between both. Mm-hmm. And so, I've I I I kind of developed this this format for me that's worked worked through my breakups, through my relationships, through a drama with dancers, dramas with jobs, with like self help. Mm-hmm. I get, I, you know, I, I evaluate the situation. So I acknowledge it. I get to a crossroad and it's a metaphoric crossroad. And it's something that I actually envision. And there's only two lanes. It's either left or right. And once I'm ready to say goodbye to that or not, then I choose my direction. Right being the correct way to go. Mm-hmm. Now, once you go past that, then you are dismantling because it's not an overnight success. Certain things are more are more um, are more severe than others, but the journey of dismantling, you're actually saying to yourself, "This is not going to be a part of me anymore. Yeah. I am no longer carrying that this. baggage." Yeah. Like, but I'm going to break it up into such small particles that it's almost dust. And that process can take for someone like me it can take a day, but sometimes it can take a month. It can take a, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Every situation is different. But after the acknowledging, we dismantle. Yeah. Now once you dismantle and once you you you've you know conquered it, you have to proceed. And the only way to proceed is forward. You can't move side or backwards. No. It's just forward. That means that thing, those particles left, that dust, mm-hmm. is behind you. Yeah, you gotta let go. So all this writing started happening, and I'm articulating it. I was like, oh my god, I need to talk to myself more often mm-hmm. because this is this is amazing. And then I started like writing certain things that I learned in church or people that inspired me and like mistakes that I've done. And, and like, it was just like this book of, of knowledge. Right. And then I got a new book cause I was like, I have to condense this. And I was like, this is a syllabus. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really excited to teach. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, what was it going to be called? Is it an intent? What is it? And then I was like, it's a program. It's a program. It's a, it's a, An intensive it's a program it's something that's short it's sweet and it's just a preparation it's it's no pressure to be affiliated with me or in a company or in a crew or a troop Mm -hmm. we're not going to go on on breaking convention or it ain't that serious it's about you finding realignment with yourself appreciating yourself understanding yourself so you can understand the industry therefore you can understand your dance Mm -hmm. and so i called it psg and so that's what we do um, we're, we're dancing, but there's theory. Every yeah, yeah. other day, we do three, three to two hours of theory. Uh-huh. And it's me explaining the syllabus, me revealing my mistakes. Yeah. Everything. I talk from everything from the party days to like the promiscuous days to like the days that I cussed out choreographers to the day that I said too much to say that I, di- I did too little. But I also expose that name in the people around me because my generation was like the, the, cl- the generation, yeah. you know you know that you, you know agree. in high school you know that 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 year that was like you guys are the, you,
0: the,
1: you know my generation and in america yeah we are the newbies we are what's going to set the next standard right. that that's just god given mm-hmm. you can you know you can say potato potato we are that generation and so in psg i revealed those testimonies too Mm-hmm. Because you might not be able you might understand and believe and respect what I say, but you might not be able to relate with yeah. what I have to say. So I then have to pull from someone else that I know maybe can speak to you so you can avoid or take from that and excel. Yeah. Because that's as an educator, and this is something I emphasize a lot in my in my classes, I want you, I teach you because I want you to learn right. I have fun obviously, but I want you to surpass my success. Yeah. Cause I'm training you to work. I'm training you to sustain a career. And um with me, it, it, it was it was very little luck. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want you to make the same mistakes as me. Mm-hmm. And so this is the answer for that. This is what I should have done. Here's the answers for that suggestion. And then because I've worked with pretty much everyone or, or at least been affiliated with everyone, I can let you know also what they want and what they don't want. Yeah. Because there's some people who are very specific on how they want to work. And with every right, because when you get to a choreographer, director, it's your home, it's your kingdom. You, you set the rules. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I'm going to give you their answer. So when you're in a career, you can just enjoy it and you can just sit in a pocket and you can just learn. Obviously, you're going to be professional, etc. But you're just going to enjoy it a bit more and you're just going to like, it's not going to feel like a job, hopefully.
0: Yeah, well, you know the secret sauce if you're passing on the information. Mm. You know, you, you've already skipped half the mistakes that you may possibly make.
1: Right. And it's and the thing about me, it's like these mistakes are not just stuff that Cisco Gomez did. These are things, you know, it's 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 a template. Yeah. Someone else is going to do this fuck up too. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just like, if, if this, if PSG can create knowledge for you outside the steps, that's much more important. Obviously then I'm going to train you in the three styles that I major in. And I'm going to bring foundation. We do foundation training every day.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, because commercial dancers are allergic to grooves these (laughs) days, or they just feel like it's not important because a lot of choreography doesn't need you to go in there. Yeah. But I, 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 I disagree with that. And um, well, it depends who you work for, doesn't it? No, it does. But not even that though, because for example, like, I don't know. Let me see someone that doesn't do. uh Let me think of a choreographer who's straight up commercial. Okay. Let's say a Paul Roberts, for example. Paul mm-hmm. Roberts, right? You don't need um, hip hop foundation for that, right? Yeah. Cool. So let's just get Tony from a college graduate, right? He's never done a Paul Roberts class. Okay. And then, we're going to get that supposed to be off. I'm sorry. Okay. And then we're going to get, and then we're going to get, um, let's say me when I was a dancer, yeah. I'm going to do that better than the college guy. Not because I'm Cisco Gomez, but because I've got other training. Mm-hmm. Therefore I can pull from that.
0: Mm -hmm. you've got other skills
1: so you know what i mean and so that's all it is like because a a choreographer they're gonna they're gonna give you work sure but like if you can magnify without changing their choreography their content because of all the information and goodies that you have from other styles it's just gonna excel yeah it's just the whole piece the whole concept is gonna excel so what we need to do is stop being allergic to like foundation in any style not only in hip-hop and hopefully it changes your perception of it yeah. You know what I mean, and that's what PSG does. You know, I remember the first time I introduced um, training, um, foundation training to it. Oh my god, their faces, and you can hear a pin drop in that rehearsal and room. It's,
0: it's funny because I bet when <coughs> people think, "Oh, I'm gonna go and learn from Cisco," they don't associate Cisco with lock in. Oh,
1: exactly, and you know that that's even like my though, favorite hip hop star. I
0: know that you love Jimmy's class. Oh and my that was god, your shit.
1: come on, that was my that was my thing, and it's like, but because, but we'll talk about that. But the reason why I'm not associated with that is because I'm gay. And so I came from an era like that. You can't associate me with that. And because I wasn't the the stereotypical norm of, of a hip hop dancer, I wasn't allowed to be in that family. Yeah. But that's another story.
0: I remember uh, a video that you put on <laughs> Facebook probably like 12 years ago
1: of me ranting about you ranting yeah. going
0: just because i'm gay doesn't mean i can't hit a hip-hop step
1: exactly because it, to, to be quite honest kane and correct me if i'm wrong in my era when i was a dancer and all those hip-hop dancers okay i was the most versatile choreographic d- dancer there Hundred percent. any hip-hop style that was in like and i'm talking about that we would do on stage or we would do on sets right i'm mm-hmm. not talking about freestyle because that's a, that's a whole different cipher that that's that's a whole yeah. different situation there wasn't any one more of us. So don't, give me my credit when it's due motherfucker. Oh, 100%. Cuz any in the UK, I could do it. Yeah. I could do it. And any all, all those all those 2.0 all those whatever um citrus 5.0 whatever your group was called, give me a choreography. I could do it. In America, slay. Slay. So don't tell me I'm not hip hop because I suck dick. That's rude. Mm. Okay, I may not be a representation of hip hop. You're right because I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a commercial dancer. Yeah. So for me, that means doing a bit of everything, so I can promote everything and sell anything. Yeah. But hip hop is it is and was a, a massive, massive, massive part of my training, and I did it correctly. Yes, you you probably can't cause this a lock or a pop or whatever, but don't 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 tell me that I can't do that. Mm. Because when you trained in it, and also at one point I was the only person choreogra- like hip hop choreography, or street dance as it should be called, street dance choreography, I was one of the only people that could do pretty much every style. Yeah. So shut your mouth and give credit where yeah. it's due.
0: Did you used to get grief from people saying that you couldn't? Is that where um, that come from?
1: It was hard because like, I I I trained to be a weapon of mass, mass destruction and I feel like that's what I was at one point as a dancer. So you, how can you say it? Like you, you've got a phone, you've got or camcorders, you know I'm doing the steps, so you can't say that. And I think one of the most pinnacle points for me is like, do you remember Marty Kadelka, right? Uh, During like the Justified Tour, he did a a masterclass and Mm -hmm. it was in Oceana, I think, or one of those clubs or Oceans or whatever it's called. And um, that was the first time in a long time, if not ever, where the new generation, every group, troop and company had to be in the same space. Because the only only, um, event that we had back in the day was GWI to be in that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is the first time we're not showing our sets. This is the first time we're learning from an American teacher.
0: It's not rehearsed.
1: Right. An American teacher and it's a class circuit. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I was, I was on tour with Bounce. And already people weren't happy about that.
0: And Bounce is a hip hop show, isn't it?
1: <laughs> anyway, and I auditioned like everyone else. And if you were that good, you would have got the job, but you didn't. And I also got the job because I tap also. Yeah. So, um, and you know, the track that I was replacing because they were changing cast, mm-hmm. you, you, you had to do tap. And so I did tap, so I snatched the job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we get to Michael um, <clears throat> Kedaka's class, and there's probably like around 300, 400 people. Shit. And um, there was a group of like 10 or 12 people picked, and obviously Cisco was picked. And a lot of people didn't know who Cisco was, but the, the, the people that were in the circuit knew. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very nice. And it's purely because I was, I was gay. And you can tell that. And, but there I was in my baggies, in my jungle trousers, in my bounce official hoodie, which was like mm-hmm. down to my knees. And, and I had a bandana on. So f- face value, I looked like a hip hop dancer, but because I was gay, I wasn't allowed to be. Yeah. But then we had Mardi, uh, Mardi Delka and then you had Eddie Morales teaching, which completely opposite styles. Yeah. But I was slaying. Mm-hmm. But, so you had to swallow the pill. Yeah. you had to because you can't deny what i'm in yeah. comparison to all the rest of the yeah, talent
0: the proof is there
1: right do you know what i mean so i think people i was like either a guilty pleasure or like yeah yeah he's sick but yeah oh yeah he's a sick dancer he can do this but, but. great mm. i never listened to the butts because like i said i was i knew what i was doing and my success because back in the day a resume meant something yeah um it was no accident I was working with these people. And my resume is really, really disjointed. Mm. Like, it's just a bit of everything. And it's testament to my training. It's testament to my talent. Yeah. You know, um, because we there wasn't a shortage of, of dancers in my generation. Mm-hmm. It was just, there was a shortage of dancers that did what I did. Yeah. And then that also then did stuff when To excess then started going to America as well. Because then mm-hmm. that changed everything as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, that's like, you can't please everyone, can you? Most you know definitely I mean?
0: not. But you know, I feel like it's you. You uh, rose in a society, and you your career skyrocketed in a society where we didn't really have social media. No, it we didn't. didn't, didn't exist, yeah. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have all these things. So right. everything was. Uh, you had to do it, and people had to see it to believe it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: there was no way of you going. You think I can't do this? I'm gonna film it and put it online, and you can see me do it. Yeah, no. You know what I mean, my you...
1: reputation was completely word of mouth,
0: and created through you showing people uh, and, doing and
1: it. And honestly, Kane, that's something that only my peers can can understand. Mm-hmm. There is no greater feeling when you when I started teaching. Um, you know, in my early twenties or nineteen twenties, whatever, internationally, and then I was like, people knew exactly who I was and what I choreographed to, but there was no camera. Yeah. There were the, Kane, there was no cameras. Yeah. There was no cameras. How the hell do you know who I am, what I do, and my resume? How? Yeah. So then you think, oh, but I didn't realize this because one thing I learned how to do really late to celebrate my victories mm-hmm. because I was very arrogant and very um, sure on stage i made i tried my best to do the opposite when i was off so for me to hear compliments i can hear it for two or three seconds because i just get really and i still get really uncomfortable i can talk about anyone else mm. to the cows come home but when it's me i'm like oh. but then i had to stop and be like wait a minute that's gangster yeah like my company is known i'm known because chinese whispers
0: yeah word of mouth
1: and I go to LA for the second time and already people know my name. And mind you, first time I went to LA, it wasn't a pretty story. Like I wasn't the person that got picked out or because I was, it was a culture shock. I was still dancing like a British dancer and I was too full out. So mm-hmm. I had to, but the second time, Oh, you're the British guy. Is this girl? I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. am. Word of mouth. Dancing casually next to like a Tony Tony's, Laura Edwards, Tucker and the new generation before we mm-hmm. were who we were. You know what I mean? And it was just great you know what i mean so i knew i was doing something right and it wasn't what people were appreciating as let's say but they weren't paying my bills so yeah
0: i remember the first (laughs) time i took your class i actually paid i came to london for the weekend to go to move it (laughs) i went to move it and i was having the worst day ever i was like this is shit like it's just loads of people handing out perspective perspectives and all the classes were like mediocre oversold classes really and I remember someone going oh Cisco teaches today at four o'clock in Pineapple and I was like huh and I was like wait that's the guy with the afro right from the video that's so funny and I had, <laughs> you know I, I'd never really met you before and I came and that was how I got brought into class just by someone saying he's teaching you yeah, should yeah. go that's amazing. and we came and we learned pushing buttons
1: <laughs> I did routine to pushing buttons yeah but no no
0: push them buttons <laughs> boom boom boom, boom. oh Skidug- by being dum- quietly dum- that was a moment yeah yeah, yeah. MP3 yeah, yeah, yeah MP3 push buttons MPC. sorry but um, isn't it funny like I couldn't do any research on you I couldn't look to see what you were <laughs> yeah, or who you yeah. did it's
1: all word of mouth if
0: I typed you in the Google like one thing would come up and a, a weird headshot do you know what I mean like, <laughs> like so you just go and you try it I think it's really sad it's, I guess it's great in a way that we can research the classes <laughs> we go and take now yeah. but I feel like now that we're so accessible to see the training that we can go and get, yeah. I feel like it stops people from doing it.
1: Yeah, it does. A and B, it stops people from knowing what's happening because if dance video is a trend, it's going to come in your feed, and because of the clicks and because of the amount, you already automatically think that it's popular or it's it's a valid piece of content because it's busy, right? So then you don't. It, it, the people who are doing the groundwork, who are talented, and who who do maybe deserve success ain't getting that anymore because you're competing with figures and clicks. Yeah, and I wasn't part of that generation. You know, I knew about. I had to investigate, you know, Britney Spears changed my life. And then it got to the point where I had to stop <laughs> gagging. Yeah, you laugh, but that baby <laughs> one more time video and crazy video was everything. And some people say MJ, mine's Britney. What? Um, you know, cause I was, my dream was to be angel from rent or rusty Starlight Express. Mm. And then the baby one more time, do you remember CDUK? Yeah. So CDUK was my shit. And then CDUK came on and then this new artist, baby one more time by Britney Spears. And I was like, Okay. And then it just changed my life. And then it got to a point where I was like, I had to stop gagging over the dancers. And I was like, who is that? Who is that on her left? Who is that on her right? You Mm -hmm. know? And so Culture Shock allowed that because we were trained by Gabriel Francisco and Gus Benbery. And they were my first injection of hip hop, actually, and Amy Butterfield. And then I would ask, I was like, who's this? Oh, that's blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's Andre Fuentes. That's Brian Freeman. That's Wade Robson. Who's Wade Robson? And so it was that I made it my responsibility to know because I was like, this is cute, but that's what I wanna be doing. Yeah. This is great. Like, I love me some some British pop and yeah. no, I think I I think I'm that. And yeah. so I made it my business to know. But now you don't need to because people don't want to, because everything is so easy. So there's there's less effort or less want to know what came before you or what's important. Mm-hmm. Because you know, classes, there's it's amazing to an extent that now you can book through being seen in class. That's amazing because I got my first break in class, but not through a video. It was yeah. physical, mm-hmm. you know, people were there actually to see me. It's amazing. But when you're like, when that's it, these kids are only going to go to those classes. But what about the teachers that actually are going to give you, voc- help you with your vocabulary and your career? Mm -hmm. especially with longevity those classes are in america are basically what 10 12 15 people yeah and then the the youtube heroes um which some of them deserve to be there and i'll dump my name in them because there's some people that are like you you did you did the groundwork to deserve that so now that you're that great but that's all they do and so what happens is mediocrity is being celebrated and being um being turned to gold basically um and because these kids are good Mm-hmm. Or the choreography is so bad, a bad dancer can make it, look good. make it look good. That's the new standard. And you're like, yeah. Okay, then.
0: I've got an interesting <clears throat> one for you. So, oh, gosh, you're going to get me in trouble now, aren't you? No, no. I remember um, when being into excess, you were all about performance. Yeah. You know, everyone would be like, you're great dancers, but you need to remember like that, that your face is part of the selling package. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's all about performance. Uh-huh. How do you feel about her? Uh, you see a lot of these kids pulling these facials oh, and all this performance. Okay, because you're you're a busy face guy. I got you're, facial for yeah, I do. Like
1: you do your vowels. I do. But also, How do you, you feel know, about that. But also, you know, if I get the shot, though, I get it. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean. But, you know, but listen, this is what it is about facials. The thing about if.
0: Because they scare I, <clears> me some of these kids.
1: But it's it's it, now competition facials have now filtered onto the industry. Mm-hmm. But because in, in America, especially, I presume you're talking about America. Yeah, yeah. In America, conventions have always been popular and are even more popular now. So competitions, sorry, conventions and competitions come in hand in hand because they usually have their nationals attached to them, right? So these kids are doing that because that's what they're taught to do. They're taught to flirt. They're taught to do their like... You know, they're like really yeah. extreme face, faces. They know any, that it's studio etiquette. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. I think a facial is necessary. But like when you are looking at the face more than the content, then yeah. you're you're not doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or um, let me articulate it better. When it's a distraction to the content, then you're not doing a good job. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you can still have dancers that are doing too much facials, but you're still appreciating the... yeah. But then when it's like... When the facial is detached from the meaning of the of the story or the or the song or even the content, it doesn't make sense because then you're looking at two different things.
0: Well, what I've noticed is I no longer end up watching the movement.
1: Exactly, I end up looking at their face or laughing at their fi- faces. How uncomfortable they look! Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, it's. It, I, I think that's what's responsible for it. The fact that studio etiquette hasn't changed, you know, for them, it's like, you know, it's, it's a traditional way of dancing
0: mm-hmm.
1: being over the top. And, you know, we used to do, and we used to do UDO, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when it came to the groups and stuff like that, it was fine. But then when it came to the solos, these kids were were taught to like follow your face, do anything and to do get every, your attention, to, ev- you know, mouth out every number, every syllable, every vowel, like, yeah. and you're just like, and wink. Like, you have to be a badass to really know how to make a wink look good on stage. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's, like, grade A facial shit. Yeah. Take it from the faceologist, okay? Like, not uh-huh. anyone can... And learn. you
0: got to think about what angle you're being viewed from. Like, you right! Because if know? it's from the side, you look special.
1: Like, like. yeah, <laughs> it's just not the one. Exactly. But I think, um, going back to your thing, I think it's, um etiquette in, um, in studios that hasn't been changed yet because the teachers are still in that generation, A. And B... Um, conventions and competitions they had that you know they go hand in hand but also these kids are taught to like show off Mm -hmm. so they think that by adding that extra spice to their face is going to get them more attention which it does but not all the time for the correct reasons because unfortunately what's happening now and i see it because i'm starting to like get into the convention world these kids are there to um to book yeah they're not there to learn anymore not all conventions some Mm. and um Actually, not all conventions or something. I'm saying not all students, some yeah. students. And that's sad because then you can see a, an amazing dancer who's desperate as opposed to a, a dancer that's there purely mm-hmm. for the training but has got an organic, beautiful way of performing, even if it's too much. Because yeah. some people that are too much can still be dope or endearing mm-hmm. because it, it comes from an organic place. And that's being lost because um, they're being taught just to like grab attention. Yeah. And your talent should do that.
0: Like, I see it. Like, I don't obviously go to these conventions. I do UDO quite a lot. So I see yeah. it a lot there. But I mainly see it on like like a lot of YouTube videos and stuff and whatever on Instagram where you'll see actually the quality of the movement of some of these dancers is actually quite good. Oh, amazing. Like, yeah. they've got potential to, for a 15, 16 year old kid. They've got more potential than you can possibly imagine. But then they're doing so much with their face. You're like, that's never going to work in your favor if you're trying to make a career from actually performing he's just blowing
1: his nose he's got a cold i've got a cold oh lovely sorry cute no you're right you're right and it's a shame because some of these kids you're like you're actually amazing it's just that your choices and your faces are horrific Mm -hmm. but oh my god i'm sure i've done that many a times i mean we all know my, my i mean i'm not as bad as some some people do you know what the Charlotte Church video? I remember seeing an outtake mm-hmm. of the "Call My Name" Charlotte Church video, and I was like, "Oh, I really do too much because yeah. I was so good at doing the choreography. I thought I was killing it, bitch. Yeah. You know, and you know, oh my face is just an extension of the beatness that's yeah. been created. <laughs> nah, so <laughs> right. that changed everything. I still get facial epilepsy, yeah. but I, I, I definitely know how to do the the peanut face. I yeah. call it, you know, peanut. That Show amazing that. dancer. She's like, oh yes, and she just, she just. She she was so amazing that pretty much doing nothing. It was just like this is the face. Look at the body now, girl. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a bit of peanut. <clears throat> Saying that though, if I'm in class, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, t- I find it
0: interesting because it worries matt worries me that these dancers are being glorified and that they're being shown as this is the creme de la creme. This is what we aspire you all to be. These mm-hmm. are our final pick. This is mm-hmm. our video. This is what we want you all to aim towards, but. I mean, after, like, I've done this as a career now for 10 years. I'm 28, and you've done it for even longer. Let's like, not say but do <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, we know that that isn't I what's know, required. I know. So, how do we prevent this? How do you teach the correct methods?
1: I'm teaching t- a dance etiquette in your class. So, yeah. PSG isn't a, you know, I'm not bringing it in there. No, but no, it's, it's a it. PSG is important because I teach this. And when I teach at classes, if, if, whether it's ML, Millennium, Debbie Reynolds, whether it's a convention, I'm teaching this, I'm letting you know, that kid that does the six pirouettes and develops a leg and has beautiful feet and whatever, and but then you're doing facial epilepsy or you're doing something that's like not organic, I will stop you and tell you and it will hurt your feelings and everyone, the whole room will be like, oh, cause that's, that's great boo, that mm. worked in that class. This class is not gonna work and I'll tell you why. Mm. So it's the it's the educator's job, you know what I mean? but. There's a lot of dancers that can choreograph. There's a lot of teachers to fill slots. And there's very few educators.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're an educator, you should do that. Yeah. And the people that I'm surrounded by, thank the Lord, are educators. And so I don't feel the pressure anymore. Because in London, I felt like I was um, holding the torch by myself for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sense where, like, teaching the students past the steps. Yeah. We've got great choreographers. We've got great um, classes. They're not not
0: gaining any knowledge or skill. No, 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 They're just learning new vocabulary movement.
1: But now it's happening to me in LA where like, honest to God, eight out of 10 students that go to my class, they'll come back to me and they'll be like, Cisco, that felt like a real class. Or like, thank you for pushing me. Or like, I feel like I've learned more than just, and I'm looking at them going, thank you, but where the frick are you going? These are things you you shouldn't be telling me. This is, I'm sorry. This is, what every single class should feel like. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't care what style it is. Who are you going to?
0: Yeah, where are you putting
1: your money? And, and, and honestly, I get these, uh, these people saying this to me, and I'm like, run, run, kids, run, run, run away from these classes, yeah. run. But um, yeah, sad. Not my problem though. No,
0: <laughs> no. But it's just, <laughs> I feel like I, I created this platform because I've I see a lot of young dancers, and I teach at colleges. Mm-hmm. Getting guided in the wrong direction and being taught really? uh, being taught things which are so stereotypical and not necessarily not s- essentially true. Oh, I really mean not pure prophets. Basically, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a big thing at the moment. So, and I believe that people learning from people that I look up to. I only get people on this podcast that I respect. Okay. And that I look up to. I would never ask. Someone on here that I think isn't worth. I thought you
1: were about to name someone. My time, like, Go on!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, that I feel like people can learn from.
1: Well, yeah, that's the point. You know what I mean. The thing is, if if you do have a platform and it is to create good, then make sure that you've got good on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're not gonna order. I don't know. A, let me see. You're not gonna order caviar, and then if you get pie and mash, you're gonna be pissed. You'll be pissed. I asked caviar. Yeah. Thanks. So it's good that you're doing that because, um, again, there's a lot of false prophets. And because a lot of the dancers aren't doing the research to who came before or can identify who's good mm-hmm. past the steps as well as steps, then it's it's anyone's game. Yeah. And that's why there's so many off us teachers and not enough educators. Yeah.
0: Like some of my students, because I teach at Wilkes Academy quite a lot, <clears> some <throat> of the students will go, oh, my God, I love this dancer. And I go, what? And they go, yeah, they look sick. And I'm like, do you know, and I'll name a bunch of, who i look up to as performers Mm -hmm. and dancers and i go and they'll go who are they i've never seen them i'm like the reason you haven't seen them is because they haven't got time to make youtube videos because they're on gigs (laughs) like right and 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 i say what what's your goal what do you want to do as a career and they go i want to dance for britney for example Mm -hmm. well cool being in a youtube video aiming to make these videos isn't that the right direction direction, for you you need to aim towards being around the dancers that are working and i always say look around you in class if there's no one around you that you strive to be like then you're probably oh, in the fun. wrong you're probably right. in the wrong class mm-hmm. if you're the best in the room you're probably in the wrong class Yeah, like you need to aim higher
1: of course you have to reach Yep.
0: if uh, you were to give a list of classes within the UK for young dancers to take who would they be
1: okay but you you're gonna have to be more specific to do a dance class or to be educated. To be educated, educated. There's only like um,
0: like if you're gonna like I remember you always used to say invest in your talent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So if people are gonna spend their money, yes, how do they spend it wisely?
1: Um, if educators. That there's only there's only Kendrick. Mm-hmm. There's only me. There's Kim. There's Lucas, mm-hmm. and Dean. Dean. Dean Lee, mm-hmm. educators. Yeah. Now there's plenty more classes, but educators—that's your lot. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to go, if you want to be educated because of the a system, Runway House, mm-hmm. Runway House has created a very affordable, and the teachers, in my personal opinion, they're all good. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some great ones in there though. Yeah. Because not everyone's great, because not because they're not, but they're bad teachers, but because they're not educators. But you yeah. can't have. 20, they don't exist in this country. So what Runway House has done is just, they've just got, I can't, I can't imagine, well, I can because we used to do it in LA, but like having six or five classes a day and everyone being good. Yeah. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. and the off chance you get that, that educator that will change your life. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's affordable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I explained that wrong at first time. I'm not saying that the teachers are not good. I'm just saying that she just had a, uh, you know um Minnie who runs it she just um she's got exquisite taste of who she brings in so their students regardless of what level you are are walking away with knowledge yeah it's so important but like educators that's your lot in this country and it's 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 not shade it's Mm -hmm. not shade because there are some amazing classes that because we have to also um uh, oh no oh my god John 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 Mm -hmm. Graham oh my god John Love you, John. He's he's great. He really takes t- teaching seriously, and he can teach. And I know because I've been under him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And oof, yeah, let's say I, I went in one way, came out another. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, John's exception as well. But what it
0: is... He well went was, in straight and came out gay. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. <laughs> the other way around, I was yeah. gay. Yeah, and came. then I
1: came out, I was straight for about a month. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> it was a true story. No, um, <laughs> but um, what I was saying is that um, dance is forever changing so it's Mm -hmm. really hard for some of my generation to i don't want people to think that oh just because it's not jazz funk or your style of hip-hop or it's not uh, what too excessive to be that you're not an educator well no i understand that dance changes but what comes out of your mouth Mm. needs to needs to um you can only be an educator with experience yeah so when even though I was a hot tamale at the age of 17 18 19 in my teaching career I wasn't an educator I was a teacher that was ahead of the game mm-hmm. and my choreography was ahead of its time for London that's luck yeah. because London was just hadn't caught up yet and I did mm-hmm. that's luck I capitalized on that and I got to the point where I was so far ahead that I was okay being a teacher but I wasn't I wasn't educating anyone because I was figuring that out, I was figuring that out during Mm-hmm. Dance to excess. Yeah. I became an educator after the tour, after the da after the mistakes. Mm-hmm.
0: When you had experiences When to I teach could people.
1: articulate my experiences. That's when I became an educator. So you can't be the next kid in the block. And but you, you ain't educating shit, bitch. Mm. You ain't an educator. Like, no, you don't have a seat on this table. You yeah. don't. You don't. Yeah. You No shade. Yeah. The classes are cute. And with what the, with how dance is now, you know, I call it wobble, wobble, pop, pop, you know, everything's so gooey. And I love yeah. it. I love it because what they've, this generation's done, they've unlocked more, so many more um, textures. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's, it's, oh, I love it. But in that style, in this country in particular, there aren't educators yet because mm-hmm. it's, so new it's so new. And no one that I know has killed it with, with a, with a, either teaching, because some people don't want commercial careers, they just want teaching careers, but a teaching career and or a professional career to be called an educator. Because what are you educating past the state? You're just stating the obvious. Yeah. If you're a teacher, it's like you need to be moved full out. You have to hold your core because. Yeah, you're of, just no, no, breaking
0: down a movement as it, opposed girl, to educating.
1: Girl, that is, that is, no, you don't have a seat on this table.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And for me, even though it was like, all, it was Cisco time when I came out. I never thought I was an educator. I remember I used to fight when I used to go to like, um, when I used to teach um, in, um, in Europe, I used to fight so hard for people to take down the word masterclass. Yeah. Oh, cause I'm not a master or anything yet. I'm just popular. I'm a popular dancer. Who's ahead of the time in Europe. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to teach you what I'm learning. Why? Because I want us to catch up. Cause I was, when I was teaching Europe, I was like, I want Europe to not be behind. I want us to keep up with America mm-hmm. because we're just as good. I, I felt. And um, and I, you know, I was explained to me all the times. I, I I lost all the times. I think Iceland was maybe the only class that I was I took the master out successfully. I think, but it was like you say master class because you think you're a master. We think you're a master, but you might not think you're a master. Cool, but it's because it's a different type of class. Because we call class in our studio class. You're special. You're from. You're from abroad. It's a master class. Don't take it so literal. Mm-hmm. If me. When it was all about me to an extent, was trying to fight the good fight with with what words to use. These kids can't be mad when when someone older mentions them or like says you're not an educator yet. Yeah. It, 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 you not being an educator doesn't mean that you're not good. It just means that you're just you just don't have that hat on yet. Yeah,
0: you're not a black belt yet. Do you know, know what I mean? mean? Do you like, know what like, I mean? Came. Yeah, know yeah a white exactly. Belt? You're halfway.
1: Yeah. And it's just hard because like, with me, I love name dropping because, you know, we can hypothetically speak or we can speak in third person all we want. But sometimes some situations you just need to call it for what it is. Why? Mm -hmm. Because for the people after you or for the people who want the knowledge or who are maybe lost just because they're lost, they need names. For comparisons. Yeah. And so I'm not being, you know, I did, um, I did a really short video, a 10 minute video, like a few months ago on Facebook. Oh my God, the backlash I got from it because I named people <laughs> and these are people that I even trained. I was yeah. like, okay, first of all, you know me. So where am I coming from with this? You
0: know that it's from a good place.
1: I'm not cussing you out. Yeah. I'm not cussing you out. And one of the topics that w- 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 I got heated with a few people was that how are, teachers like me supposed to continue to teach if the legacy isn't being continued by the people that we taught. Mm -hmm. Because you're being seen in these other classes and you know, they ain't the lick. It's just nice to do. And I speak for myself only. And my class has changed a lot because back in the day I used to make the impossible possible. So you don't go to my class to feel good. You good. you go there to, to have some kind of physical mental achievement.
0: Yeah to go through the struggle right
1: now it's different now you're still struggling but it's different because i know how to cater i'm not that's not my philosophy anymore Mm -hmm. so my my choreography is much more comfortable for the body as long as you're working hard and you're consistently doing at it right Mm. it's still it's still um, a challenge but it's not a struggle but these people that that i trained or that i helped ain't coming back anymore yet So how am I supposed to survive? Hmm. How are the new school kids supposed to know Cisco Gomez's and understand the value and the importance of my material past dance? Hmm. Because, you know, choreography is all taste, I guess. Yeah. If you ain't rocking with me, but you want visa letters. Yeah. But you want me to put you through to a Jerry or an Ashley or... No, Hmm. not anymore, you're not. Nah. So I named some people and I said, and this has happened, some of our best dancers never go to class. But because they stick in the same realm and they're consistent mm-hmm. it's good for you to be in class even if you are crap because it sh- shows humility mm-hmm. and it shows that you care about your t- your talent I'm in class kane okay, looking crazy sometimes I yeah. look crazy <laughs> crazy but I can't be mad if people are gonna say I'm shit or if he, if it defames me for two seconds that's not my problem the importance of 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 especially if you decide to be someone who's an influencer because mm-hmm. an influencer is choice mm-hmm You get given that title, but it's up to you if you want to rock with it. If you think, if you want to be like, yeah, I'm influencing, you want to rock like that, like you're making a difference, then do it right. Do classes. You don't, you're not sport for choice. I teach here, what, maybe 10 times a year? Come to my class, bitch. Mm -hmm. Because you're showing the kids that that's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. A, and B, that's where they need to be. If you want this, because sure everything that came after me was pretty pretty dope Mm -hmm. not only by me because there's other people you know Zunation contributed kenrick contributed like there's many people that contributed to like the standard the commercial standard right obviously colleges as well but now after that this new new breed of generation i'm sorry who are the stars i can name maybe 10 yeah they're not there's not an army of them and they're not they're not working no why is that, though? That's not them. But Why just, is that?
0: But but we know who they are because they're very busy in class videos.
1: Right. If... And, and a newsflash to any dancer, class don't make money. No. It creates opportunity. And some of these people are getting the opportunities but can't capitalize on them because they're not ready for class. A, that's your problem. But you will still want to go to these classes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So what I learned as well, and this is in every industry, truth, like literally like organic vegan truth, no one likes.
0: <laughs> no. No one <laughs> likes.
1: Or or like if you're if you're part of the ensemble like you know part of the yes crowd I'm like yeah 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 you're right you're right that's great but when it's got to do with you it's like skirt and you're like oh well fuck you take it personally then like well wow, that's whatever. just
0: people's ego and that's where you need to be able to try telling them that t-
1: try telling them that because you know obviously I've always been a teacher or Mama Gomez or or this figure you know. Um, it, I my opinion quickly turns Oh, there he goes again or here mm-hmm. she goes again or, or because some of them were let's say in Dance to Excess and they've got that imprint of the man and the teacher I used to be. Yeah. They have no clue of who I am or what I am now as a teacher and educator. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like a 2.5, 2.8 version of myself. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, The evolution is ridiculous mm-hmm. because I've been t- t- um, testing and trying and my career as a teacher has evolved mm-hmm. and my personality has evolved too so it's different now but you can't like for me when i named those people in that um in that in that video i thought i was doing a favor to our industry and to dancers because i know that i thought that those people weren't going to take it personally because yeah what i'm saying is not it's not false it's not an attack it's not an attack it's just i'm using you because i I, you're close to me so i can you know what i mean and um and you know me as well Kane. like what i say behind people's back or in private i will say to your face because i don't say nothing in my face i know the repercussions of my voice yeah And that's why I talk less more now because I'm that person, unfortunately, that if you're asked an opinion and there's 20 other people and everyone's had an opinion and a really strong, maybe negative one, all that fades away when my mouth opens Mm. and then they paraphrase and then they just stick to the, the, the most scandalous or negative part of it. And then that's what gets, you know, and then you're just like, oh, so I just talk less. (laughs) <laughs> I, I talk. I talk, and it's great actually, because before, I, before I used to be so passionate about this industry, and I still am. But I'm so passionate about, you know, if I've got an opinion, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it because you know, I've I've got a right to, and I know what I'm talking about. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not a false prophet. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, but now you're just like, you know, what kids enjoy.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the the people who really know their shit, or the people that really want to figure it out, mm-hmm. will find you. I mean, they will gravitate to you because they'll use their brains and they'll go, oh, where did this come from? Or how do I, who trained these Mm. people that I'm trying to learn from? Do you know what's
1: funny though? It's not even, that's not even my worry about it. Because like I said, life always brings me the people that are supposed to be with me in that season. If I'm training Mm. you. Um, It's more um, the people that I have trained or worked with or been affiliated with. The fact that that one time or not even that, like you've done nothing to appreciate what you got from it because mm-hmm. that, if you were in dance success for more than a year, you got some good shit. Yeah. Like,
0: you can't pay for that shit now. Like,
1: you just cannot. Yet, yeah, motherfucker, you don't say nothing. Mm. You don't chat my name. You don't chat Kim's yeah. name. I think we talk name. about you on every podcast.
0: Oh, do you? <laughs> almost every podcast really? I I've ever <laughs> mentioned you.
1: and Funny. Um, and, and, it, and it's just weird because you're just like, for good and bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're just like, um Yeah, you can say what you, again, good and bad. You can say all the bad you want, whatever it is, because everyone had a different experience. Mm-hmm. But mate, imagine your train imagine your career. I'm sorry, some of you motherfuckers wouldn't have a career without this training mm-hmm. and they get I said it and you hear the sound effect, that's a bottle slash mic drop. You wouldn't <laughs> have it. You're welcome. Yeah. How about you say it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember when Andre Fuentes died. He was one of the most influential people to me without me even knowing or accepting it as a performer. And when he died, I went around and told all my teachers. Mm. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And I hate that it took this to do it, but Mm -hmm. thank you. And this is why Mm -hmm. I want to say thank you to you. Yeah. Because my students know where my training came from. Mm. But my teachers need to know that I'm holding a part of you wherever I go. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't succeed without, without thanking Craig Holloman, Reno, Amy Butterfield, Jimmy Williams, um, Kitty Crawford, um, Pineapple Performing Art School, like, I can't, Kimberly Taylor changed my life, you know I me mean? John Graham to an extent, Marty Kadelka Jason Wright, Rhapsody, Kevin Maha, you know, these are people that I need to tell them how important they are, because you... I didn't learn from you, and then I've ciscified it. I'm teaching what you taught me to some extent. Mm-hmm. Some of those moves are particularly there, they've been created because of your DNA that's yeah. in me. Mm-hmm. Like, who are we kidding here? Yeah. I'm not too cute to tell you where this came from. Yeah,
0: quote the source.
1: Like, <laughs> hello. Because at the end of the day, I have a way of moving or a way of choreographing anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep on talking. Brian Freeman, like major influence to me. Like, and the list is endless. I hope I've missed everyone out. There's so many more people, but people know where my shit comes from, especially with PSG because we have that intimate time. Because how dare you not to know? Mm-hmm. Are you that cute? You, th- you think, you think, beep, that you're responsible for that please yeah bitch please and imagine it imagine it coming from you and you see you seeing your influence you see your influence on people and you're not trying to chat my name (laughs) okay all right cool yeah You, you you think you're too cute yeah you got bad etiquette and as dancers, we, you know, we're trained and we've got no choice but to be me, 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 me. It's just you, yourself and I, you know, it's just you. And I get it. But showing appreciation, vocalizing that, mm-hmm. it's an amazing, impactful thing, you know. Yeah. And the, some of the reactions I got from some of my teachers, I was floored. And I was crying some of them. Like every single time, like, for example, Jimmy Williams speaks to me, I nearly cry yeah because that he is the reason why i know how to groove he's the reason why i understood funk he's the my introduction to locking to popping and some of my best training moments were with him and i was never the a grade a student in his class it took nearly seven six years for me to receive a, comp, a proper compliment from my teacher which only it only shows you what i looked like in those classes yeah that aside when that man came to teach for PSG, and he just sat there because he just wanted to like see what it was about, uh-huh. and the words I got from him, I couldn't honestly—you couldn't have a better, a, a a better thing said. You're someone that I hold so high. Yeah,
0: someone that you idolize to a degree.
1: No, he's yeah. he's my everything. Mm. He's my everything, and you know what I mean. It's just that that exchange of of honest words, man to man. Not not because I'm trying to blow your trumpet or just. I feel this way. So I'm going to tell you Mm -hmm. it's amazing. And it goes such a long way. It goes such a, and, and and I held that for so long, Mm -hmm. for so long, you know, the way Brian Freeman, he's not as, let's say nourishing as, 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 as as a Jimmy Williams, it's not his character, but the way how he keeps on putting me and submitting me for these jobs that I think are above me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because I'm not, I'm not, as valuable or popular in America as a teacher mm-hmm. he knows how I can teach he know I can choreograph the crap out of anything mm-hmm. right he knows me as a person too so what he does he takes me to these places that are I'm teaching next to Tassandra I'm teaching next to Nappy Tabs I'm t- I'm t- I'm teaching next to Brian Freeman I'm teaching next to um Tina Caspari like I'm
0: yeah, in quotations, the greats. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, they are. yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: But then, but then, you have to be like Cisco. Again, choreography. That's everyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm that good of a teacher. Yeah. So of course I'm there. But him to do that to me to give something, and he doesn't need to do that. It ain't gonna add zeros to his, to his um bank account. No. But just that exchange, of like appreciation to help someone, whether it's through a career or through their through their being for mm. themselves. It goes such a long way, Kane, and dancers don't do it. And my dancers definitely didn't do that. They no. didn't. And but because my teaching approach is different now, PSG is different. PSG, you know, I speak to like we've we've had four, we're gonna have our fourth season. So I've probably taught around 120 dancers and 50 or 60 of them have still come. Mm-hmm. And our relationship is completely different to dance with says. They
0: keep doing each they keep, on, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's different now because my teaching is different and it's much more – I'm much more approach, approachable and nourishing. Mm-hmm. Much more. And it's different. And it's th- – th- some of those kids, they they won't shut up. I'll mm-hmm. get messages from them and be like, thank you. Da, 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 da. And again, I find it hard to receive it. But I was like, wow, what's so different? It's because I'm different. Mm-hmm. But these kids – or these adults come with them as adults they're, they 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 they're taught appreciation, yeah they're not taught to say thank you to me in particular
0: mm-hmm.
1: to appreciate it's important because then how are the legacies and the history of dance supposed to continue mm-hmm. My legacy should never be overshadowed mm-hmm. by a Matt Stefanina no or a Hamilton
0: yeah. No, completely. Now completely. this has got
1: nothing, but at the same time, it should never be overshadowed by Anika. It should never be overshadowed by Trisha Miranda. Notice that I'm picking random people. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with their talents. Mm-hmm. They're known now because of their hits. Yeah. They're not I, I'm known or I should be known for what I did for the contribution for my industry, what I did for gay dancers in this country, and the technique that I did in teaching. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was harsh in dance success, but it worked it created success mm-hmm. and now PSG is a different type so you you know what I mean yeah. I shouldn't have to fight for relevance yeah and I'm not going to No. do you see what I mean though I, I think it's um, you
0: know it, it's difficult because we are in a difficult generation now where everything is so, so accessible and everything is mm-hmm. so seen but in my you know I'm 28 but I always believe I'm a generation above my age of course you are because you I were taught working, and you've worked quite young, so yeah. young but from everyone in my generation like you're you're like, you're, you're a legend. Like you'll, you'll have a legacy forever. Oh, thank you. For us. Like I, I, I put a lot of my training down to you and learning a lot down to you, Sean, Ema, John, mm-hmm. BB, you know, those are, you guys are the ones which I put my success to. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from you oh, guys, you. but I feel like now we're just so consumed and oversaturate, oversaturated with things. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to pick what's good from the bad because people just don't know what's good well, they and bad and what's right, right. and don't don't wrong. Know.
1: They don't know. But it's like, you you know, you go to school, let's say you go to primary school, secondary school, and you learn the basics, and then you... It's the same with dance. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility. Yeah. There's no way in hell <clears throat> you're going to go to a class. And I, I, Again, I'm not talking about me, 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 but let's just talk about me. It's just easy in case I get in trouble. But I'm um, <laughs> sorry, if you're a new school dancer, there's absolutely no... Unless you're like six, seven, eight... Mm. There is absolutely no way in hell you're, you are going to walk into class and not know who Cisco Gomez is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to drop on the floor and create space for me. You don't have to lick my ass. You, none of that. You have to know. Mm-hmm. You must. You have to. It's part of your history. Yeah. In America, it's completely different. Okay, because I wasn't, I didn't do my, I didn't, um, I didn't start, or I didn't um, earn my stripes in that industry. Yeah, the people that know me in America are the choreographers and directors that
0: normally employed you here, or you learn. Right, from it, it's
1: all interlinked. But I, so I get it. If I'm, I'm a nobody, in in um, all my students come to me in um in LA's because like your generation they were bef- they were after me but they trained with my generation all the ones before mm-hmm. or they've stumbled across my class and they're like oh my god this is this is a master class but yeah. in a class format that's my student base mm-hmm. that's different i'm not expecting nothing from LA yeah but in London it's so important that you know how hip hop theater came which had mm-hmm. nothing to do with me but that because we didn't have that no our generation you know did mm. that with the assistance of bounce the gay demographic, yeah, commercially. Oh my god, they were in. They were always in their different field. There was gays everywhere. But who was the person through the competition and underground circuit who was openly gay first? Who was the person that exported what the Americans are doing? Who was one mm. of the first people? Who was the first person to do jazz funk here?
0: Yeah, you're the transporter of those so, things. So,
1: so, why don't you know that? Oh, you think it was Cash? Mm. Oh, you think it was. Well, let's say who's who who came after? You think it's it, it was Albert Salah You think it was? I don't know. I'm naming all these new school. No, like yeah. know your shit, people, no, your shit. Because if that teacher, I know old, older older choreographers. You know, eventually we get whack. I don't think my choreography is whack yet. So you should still be taking my class.
0: Yeah, you taught a ten-year-old combo this week, last week.
1: Oh my god! No, no, no! I did that for PSG last year, but I oh. just posted it because one of the te- one of the students, she goes to me. Can you teach eleven hours thirty? I was like, "Excuse me." That's my me? favorite
0: combo of all okay, time. Okay,
1: but you know that's like the hot, the most difficult thing I've ever choreographed. Yeah, and it's it's nightmares for some people. And then I was like, "How do you know that's just Cisco?" When I was like eight or nine, that's all I used to watch. And I was like, "Really?" I was like that routine, and I was like, "Please teach it." And I was like. I was like, I, do you know what I just don't think anyone's going to enjoy it besides you and they're like yeah but the, just gonna, the training, just the training she's like you're right the yeah. training the training oh my yeah. god I still remember <laughs> the beginning <laughs> yeah oh that, that oh yeah 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 it's amazing and then but yeah anyway so if you're if the people that help contribute or shape a small portion of the industry because I'm not saying you know I'm Bob Fossey to mm-hmm. England like I'm not and but you the, will be I, I, d- I don't no, think so I, I won't but I, I, won't.
0: I, I believe you, I, I feel like it's easier to say well, pro- a when I die probably because there was <laughs> yeah and, and because there was there was less legends then but you know don't I mean? you reckon
1: but there was less people because there's not a lot of people that contributed that much that, that to mm-hmm. that extent yeah and by the way I'm not talking commercially I'm yeah, that, yeah. Ind- you know it's like we should be known more yeah we should be we, we should and so because we're not part of you know the new digital age we're not or or for example i don't have a company anymore or whatever eventually it just it just fades away and then so my students i have a very small amount of students that come for me Mm -hmm. for the training but a large portion of my class is taken by people who want opportunity which i'm all for but then that just takes away the sacredness from the from the class and so what happens is new dancers My name will be in the tip of the tongue. You need to go to Cisco's class. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be full out. But he can get you jobs. And then when it happens... You don't see them again.
0: Well, I feel like what's missing, what's wrong with that is, and he can get you jobs. It should be, you should go to Cisco's class, get his training and you can get you
1: jobs. Yeah, exactly. But it's not like that anymore. It's not like that. And it's happening. It, it's not like that because it's, you know, we're always a few steps behind America when it comes to the industry. And that's what it is in America. These parents or these kids go specifically to these classes for that person to get them a job, mm-hmm. not for them to take the knowledge, mm-hmm. choreographically and industry knowledge, for them to then make their own career. Mm-hmm. That's the mistake. We weren't doing that. No. I definitely wasn't doing that. And th- that's the only type of networking I was, I allowed myself to do to go to these masterclasses. But in my head, I was like this, I'm gonna learn from you and this class is gonna change my life, mm-hmm. both internally and hopefully career-wise. Mm-hmm. But the mentality is different. So you know what I mean? So it's like uh, the, the, the dancers, I, I guess the, the hot tamales of this generation they don't go to class and the classes they do take is not adding to their to their work Mm -hmm. they're just the new kids of the block they're they're let's say the cisco's of um of when i was 17 18 choreographically but apart from in my opinion again in my opinion Mm -hmm. after me Mm-hmm. The next person to have that type of success ring was Jonathan Bishop. Yeah, and then after that, you could argue to an extent a Jason and a and a Hazel to an extent, but they didn't have that that boom effect. Yeah. It wasn't, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so guys, where, where where are you going to to train? Mm. You know, and one of the people that I spoke to you about that that, that um, said something about my thing, he was like, "Yes, it's but it's a choice of um, it's a choice of um of training. I was like, "Absolutely," but where's the responsibility to that? Mm-hmm. your success is attached to responsibility. You're not going to thank me. Mm-hmm. Fine. You're not going to, you're not going to chat my name in a good light 24 seven. Sure. Fine. You're not going to invite me to none of your tours
0: mm-hmm.
1: ever out of respect. Fine. If I'm in town, you see I'm in town, maybe drop me a message. Cool. And mm-hmm. it works both ways, but I'm just yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. It. cool. Motherfucker. The least you can do is come to class. Yeah. Because if you're seen in, so-and-so's class to the new generation because remember you're the hot tamale you're the working dancer now to, that's apparently where they need to go and to these, the new generation and these they kids, think that's
0: where they need to be and
1: it's great for for choreography but we need education we need leadership you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. Th- that's more important than steps because we're not lacking classes here anymore you know no. what I mean like there's if
0: anything we're oversaturated in classes right. we're just not oversaturated in quality but but hey huh. okay. so if you were to say to a, a young dancer who's trying to make this their their ultimate career what do they need to what do they need to be what um, what what's qualities do they need to have besides just great steps
1: um be yourself find out what it is that makes you tick and if it's got nothing to do on it's nothing like your surroundings or what's popular that's still okay mm-hmm. really listen if you can find the blueprint to yourself and be absolutely fine with that and be your own cheerleader allow yourself to deflect more than absorb mm mm-hmm. That's step one. Find out who taught what you think is great. Yeah. And then train your eye to know what's good choreography, what's necessary choreography. Mm Because they're all in the same umbrella, but good choreography and necessary choreography are two different things. And do both.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting you say that because I I said it on the podcast, I think maybe to Anders or to someone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first started dancing, I did everything when I realized what I needed to do, I started working. And then once I'd started working, I realized what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I settled. And I settled where I what well, I do now what I love to do. And those are the jobs that I love to do. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like I did all the right necessary steps. Yeah. I, learned, I got all the training I needed. And then once I was in that position, I did what I wanted.
1: Yeah. And I think um, that's, The perfect way to articulate that's what you should do now the problem is when you start working for example let's just say me for example my strong point would be i guess um jazz funk let's say um and so like i know that that's what i let's say i I, i'm not teaching or choreographing and and i'm Cisco, the popular dancer and i'm working every other Mm -hmm. week or whatever and so because i've trained like a mf Mm -hmm. Now I can now I know that jazz funk is my happy home. Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't satisfied with that. Yeah. So I kept on going to the other classes because if I'm complacent, what's gonna happen is if i if I create such a safe haven mm-hmm. around jazz funk, then I'm gonna end up being crap or not as good in the other styles that I mm-hmm. worked in. and I'm telling you that's what happens. yeah,. Completely. So, so dancers, when you find your your niche or your preference, obviously prioritize it because you need to take classes sometimes for your ego, for you to just have fun. Okay. Yeah. But get it. Step into the other classes because it's, dance is always changing and you might as well, you might as well, since you work so hard, you might as well be solid as an all rounder um, things, not just as, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was known for blah, 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 blah. But in the commercial sense as a dancer, you're not exposing me.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you're just not because mm-hmm. I wasn't, doing a technical job so that was their job so you know what I mean because I'm not a leggy or technical person but everything else in the commercial realm I was solid and I was never nervous I was Mm -hmm. always excited why because I went to the classes I had foundation training and I even during my success I still did all the classes and to this day I don't work as a dancer I you know, choreography yes. Teacher, yes. And I'm still in class, Kane. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking the classes that are good for my ego. I take maybe two of them a week because I think I deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like, you know, if you're a muscle guy and you have that cake or yeah. that, you know, treat <laughs> yeah. yourself. That's Those are the classes for me. I'm in the classes where I look crazy mm-hmm. because I need to keep up. My peers are still shutting it down Mm -hmm. and they're better dancers than me because they're better trained than me technically Mm because technical dancers are they're ahead of the game yeah so i've got work to do Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be that choreographer that needs has to have six eight assistants Mm -hmm. and i see the way i dance now and it's not how it used to be so i've got work to do so if me at 33 is still doing classes because i've installed that discipline in my head and it's not a chore then you have to be able to do it you have to do it because that's what the standard should be yeah Because if someone likes you or idolizes you or praises you and they see that after your success, you only take the one class or the one style. Guess what's going to happen to that? That's all they're going to take. Yeah. Look, for example, when um, Misha Gabriel and Nick Bass had their moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. They were associated to one style. So all those little boys and girls... Emulated them from the fashion to the everything. Great, great. And they, some of them, in some countries, mastered it. Like, they would be next to these idols and dance just as good. And they'd be identical. Great. That's great. But why don't you have a career? Because you didn't do your research and they're both ballet contemporary down.
0: Yeah.
1: Down. Like, down. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if if Brian Freeman was to choreograph for them, they would shut it down.
0: Yeah. There's a reason Nick and Misha both toured with Janet. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, you don't want to do that. So, so you see, I understand, like, uh-huh. not knowing and mm-hmm. the power of perception because they've got a fedora and a pair of Jordans. So that's all you need to do. Calm down kids. Cause my generation, we did that. You know what I mean? And they're mm-hmm. a perfect example of like, be careful if you don't do your research because they, they've accomplished something that you can, but mm-hmm. you've got a lot of work to do because they were by the ballet bar for years before they did all that stuff. Yeah.
0: No, definitely step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So
1: I just hope like with, if, if people do still think, um, oh Cisco's good or great or whatever yeah I hope that you know that I'm still I'm still sweating for this and mm-hmm. it's not even my industry anymore because in my head I'm a presenter yeah. you know I'm, I'm, I'm filtering I just want to teach and I just want to present and so but I'm still I'm still killing it in the class mm-hmm. I'm always that guy that's either doing too much or killing it I'm never going to be doing yeah. any less than I should be I have to give my teacher that respect but I'm even if I'm not a dancer if I'm not a dancer and I'm still going to class why aren't you And that's why I don't understand, like, you know, I'm not going to name this time, but like (laughs) some of our greats who, okay, fair enough. They're not as versatile as a modern day dancer, a class circuit dancer, but who have got all of those ingredients, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, and you're not going to class. I I don't understand. I don't understand. I would love to be a fly in the wall and see how you spend your time because what are you guys doing? And it's just so important to like, for me, it's important for students to see me be bad in, in school. Mm-hmm. In school in class because it just shows that i'm not because you know like when you're successful people put you in this platform like it like almost like a demigod it's yeah. really awkward i don't get that because we eat and shit like everyone else right but then like for you to see that i'm struggling just as you or even doing worse than you but i'm still giving 100 percent and mm-hmm. i'm still giving everything to my teacher and the experience that should be it's inspiring in yeah. itself
0: it's a motivation in its own and it, exactly
1: words. and that that could trigger something like oh shit He's not that good. I'm coming for you. Or it could be like, oh my God, amazing. Yeah. I Whatever it does, I, because I don't care. Mm. But why should you care? Because I'm still going to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still going to kill it. I'm still going to succeed. I'm still going to smell, look and walk fly. So what is that one opinion for that one second? Maybe that may be a negative. What's that going to do to me? And this is why I really love when working dancers come to the classes that matter. Mm-hmm. because it shows humility from you it shows respect to the teacher especially if they've helped you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also it just shows that you care about what you did yeah that that when we first started to class when we were starving
0: mm-hmm. when all we industry, wanted to do was yeah
1: because the industry takes that away from you it does it becomes a chore it becomes a business but Even if it's struggle city, or even if it's piss easy, if you're taking it from the right person, that person that you know it's gonna create nostalgia or like that sense of community when we used to have in class, why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't get it, I'm still doing it. Live girl. Yeah, I'm living girl, I'm like 50 in dance years and still living in class. 50 in dance years. Yeah, I'm like 55 (laughs) in dance years and still killing it in class. That neck has been through some car crashes. Oh my God, I know, my pride and joy. (laughs) I wish I had these pectoral muscles. (laughs) Sorry, Kane's talking about my neck. In case you don't know, my neck's my it's, pride and joy. It's got the thickest neck ever. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant.
0: Um, you just said about uh, now you don't consider yourself as a dancer anymore, and you mm-hmm. consider yourself as a presenter. Yeah. So,
1: talk us through that. How are you pursuing presenting? What you've been <coughs> up to? So, I moved to LA right because I was successful but unhappy, and I wanted something more. And I knew for a long time that I wanted to get into presenting. I want to be a talk show host. And I want to be a talk show host by day. And at nighttime, I want to bring variety show back to, to like TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, like Bruce Forsythe yeah. back in the day, like, you know, start a piece in the top hat and do game shows and interview people and then just bring razzle dazzle back to mm-hmm.
0: them.
1: But I was like, how am I going to do that transition? And so I was like, I'm going to LA. I'm going to, I've got a little list of things that I want to do. I'm going to try and conquer them. And in LA, somehow I'm going to find out a way to evolve. Mm-hmm. First year was great. Second year was great. Third year, I just literally, it was like one big party. It was a big waste <laughs> of time. I was still working, but it was yeah. just a waste of time. <laughs> and um, I got, okay, so I got let go from a job. Um, what job? Oh, I can tell you. I don't mind. Um, it Come was, on, you tell the truth. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it was Fifth Harmony. And um, it was for political reasons because I didn't get along with the chor- um, with the choreographer. And I butt- head- butted heads, and we shouldn't ha- we shouldn't have. Had, but because he was in the in in the camp longer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my boss thought it was best to let me go. Okay. Now, if you know me professionally, if I let someone down professionally, like for me, it's like end of the world. Oh. And Fifth Harmony, one of the reasons why I moved there because I think they so them and Danny Kane are the epitome of what a girl band should be. So imagine and plus I've done all the rehearsal and I was and I was I was assistant creative director so I got to like create and help and I loved it right? And this is the day before the gig and I get that go cool. And um and that day or that week was it was horrible for me because of the way it happened as well. And a and b um just how I let the person down, but what it what it did, it just made me listen to my own voices, and I was just like, "Cisco, do you want this to be your life? Do you want to be treated like this? Mm-hmm. Like, not being arrogant, but I think I'm, I think I'm bigger than this. I shouldn't be made to feel this because of the lack of etiquette of someone else. Yeah, I didn't do anything, but I had to be let go because I'm a spare part to a bigger machine. Yeah, I am a machine. Yeah." So Christmas that year was um, was hard. And I was like, I'm not spending a Christmas or a day in my life, in my career like this ever again. And quite frankly, because I'm Cisco Gomez. And not because I'm like, Cisco Gomez. No, like, because I'm Cisco Gomez. I've been so many things in my life, professional and personal, and I deserve more. Mm-hmm. And being a creative, a choreographer, will only get you so much satisfaction for the person that I am and the man that I want to become. Yeah. I don't belong here. No. I need to be calling the shots. I need to be employing people. I need to be making people smile and helping people and doing silly things like game shows, like an Ellen. And I'm I'm the Latino Oprah in my head. (laughs) Yeah. So how are you going to do this, Cisco? So I started Googling and I was like, I'm going to school. So And this one academy or school kept on coming up, this one name, Marky Costello. And I was like, you know, I'm not a person to go towards the first thing that comes up. I like to, you know but the other schools or places seem kind of bootsy and she seems kind of legit. And I was like, okay, well, she's got a, um, she's got a boot camp that you, um, in, in, in a few weeks, why don't you do it? So I did. And it's an interview process and I got in. and I've never felt, you know, like when you do a dance class, right? And let's say we go to John's class and everyone is John's class. You better know how to dance, right? Mm-hmm. Beginners don't go, but there's always that one or two person, person, pers- you know, people that, just shouldn't be there bless them
0: you just walked in the wrong room
1: you should have been at little jay's class for beginners and not in john's class because it's that was me in this class i walk in there and there's only 12 of us really intimate and then i guess the brian freeman of 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 presenting comes in and she's (laughs) like rah, rah, rah," and like this force and i'm like great and then they give us all this paperwork and you know she talks about you know finding your brand and i'm gonna help you do this And I'm like, overload. And they t- what I was learning was amazing. But everyone in that room had a brand except for me. And mm-hmm. I came here to find that because I was like, how do I articulate what I want to do and get there? Yeah. Oh my God, Kane. The first day was absolutely terrible. I felt so, um, so small, so shit, so um, so um. I just felt crap. I just I was like, I'm the worst student. I haven't been in that position ever. Um, I didn't think I was gonna feel this bad because this is what I paid to do, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'm excelling. I'm learning stuff, but after this two days, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then we had homework and I didn't answer none of the questionnaire because I was like, I don't understand what any of this means what my brand is what my target is what's my demographic what's the age da, da, da. I was like how, how do you know this and yeah. some of these people are like working for BET and da, 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 da. so they all have a brand or, or bloggers or something I'm like you twat so oh. so as it's going down I'm the penultimate person and I just say a prayer and I'm just like I'm capable I need to fucking do this mm-hmm. and then I get up and it all came out and literally I'm writing as I'm speaking, blagging it, but like a bit like what happened with PSG. Yeah. And so I make up this brand called Gex in the City because I'm, you know, I'm a dance, sex, relationships expert. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. I fix your problems because of my because what I've done or mm-hmm. what I should have done or could have done or didn't do. And I help you. So this mm-hmm. is what I do. So I want to create a forum. For gay, straight, Latinos, whites, anywhere, and you're gonna read my blogs and my podcasts, mm-hmm. and you and then we're gonna talk about things, and I'm gonna be an agony aunt for you, but we're gonna talk about fashion as well, and then like little, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'm a well seasoned person. Use me so I can help you. Yeah. So this came out, and I was like, and because Sex in the City was a major, major part of my life. Sex in the City, the show, was it taught me so much about relationships, about women especially, and um, so I changed the S to G. Mm -hmm. and just made it Gex in the city for gomez for gay whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it and so i then get into the academy because of that and i've been going to school there all this year and it has been i found my feet really really quick because i was like i'm going to be the gold star student because i've got something that these guys don't have i've had success before and i've got a discipline a dancer's discipline is like no other no like what mentally and physically and everything that we have to go through, even during the professional process, is like no other. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I'm one step ahead of all these motherfuckers, even though some of them are presenters. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happened. Two months happened, and I, you know, everyone's talking about Cisco. Yeah, we're Cisco did, and. It. And so now I'm in a position where I'm buying my own equipment, launching my my thing, my gex in the city, because I want to be in a panel show eventually yeah. to earn my stripes and then have my own talk show. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, I was like, to do that, I not that I don't want to work in like um in the commercial industry because I I love what I do, but I'm not valued, and that's not your fault, Vivica from, you know Middlesbrough that's on the Voice. Yeah. It <sighs> doesn't matter, like okay, you want to do this video? Well, we've got this much money. No, this is my rate though. No, but, you know, just take it or leave it. Who are you speaking to? Would you speak to an exec like this? You know yeah, what I mean? Because
0: because you're the exec of your field.
1: So I'm just like, I don't want to be in this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be fighting for scraps when mm-hmm. right now I should be, I should be chilling and mm-hmm. I'm not chilling. So I've done everything I want besides work for Gaga. And because everything else is like, it's just a bonus now. Yeah, and I'll do it, but I don't want to. So my dream was to be in a convention. So I just recently got signed to a new convention, and it's a dream job for me because I've I've in paper it's bigger than me. It's not because this is what I do. Yeah, but the people that I'm teaching with you can't fuck with them. Yeah. Like they're the gangsters of the industry. And now I'm part of that clique and mm-hmm. I'm just like too fucking right. Yeah. UK represent kind of thing. And so now I'm in the position where I can say no to commercial mm-hmm. and just focus on this brand thing, which I've become really obsessed with. And I'm so excited I've been filming on and off for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm just obsessed with it because it's, um, like when I walked into my first dance class and I saw and understood and smelt my purpose, this is it. And I've had an amazing career and this industry is going to be so, so close to me every, every every step of the way. But I, I, I've now evolved in, I've evolved and mentally I'm not a dancer anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm an educator, not only of dance of life.
0: Yeah. Because... Well, this career has taught you those experiences yes. to be able to educate. And I've them. got
1: so much, you know. You can't my sex life, for example. You can't write it. You cannot. And this is why, like, my purpose in this in in this earth was always more than dance. Because everything that's happened to me, Kane, professionally, privately, sexually, you can't write this crap. You actually think Ashton Kutcher's gonna like come out and be like, you've been punked, or like <laughs> Oprah's gonna come and be like, let's talk about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's. I've had an incredibly colorful life. Yeah. It and so I'm like. I'm gonna make you laugh through this, like an Ellen. Yeah. But I'm gonna throw a bit of shade because of my mouth, like a Wendy Williams. But more importantly, I'm going to help you succeed in whatever you need to do because I think I'm equipped to do that. And I wasn't during Dance to Success. I wasn't in the heydays of Cisco Gomez when he was running shit. I wasn't when I had my first, second, or third or fourth boyfriend. Now, post thirty. Yeah. Now, now, now that I've, I've, I've learned. Me and my blueprint, like I'm bursting to speak and to help and to entertain. And if Mm -hmm. I get to do that in a talk show, oh my God, I'm living, living. And that's, so that's where I'm heading towards. And, you know, if I get to present an X Factor or or a music show ever, great. But in America... They don't see me as Cisco Gomez, the choreographer, or the da, 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 da. They see me as this really cool Brit who choreographs and he's got this amazing resume. So for me, it's like a clean slate. It's like a, a, yeah, you're a, not a pig- restart. You you're know not, what I mean? You're not pigeonholed. Yeah, so it's great. So you know, on the side, I'm teaching. I'm I I I'm I'm doing this new NBC show, um, where um, I'm a judge on. Mm-hmm. And so I get to like restart, but this time. I'm not trying to dance. I'm oh sorry, I'm not trying to choreograph or create for artists. Yeah. I'm doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, gex in the city, you're gonna hear about it, you're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be great. And if you don't support me, you're hating because it's gonna be fucking awesome. Like I'm gonna be the Latina Oprah. That's that's how it's gonna be.
0: And this is what I said earlier, where I believe everyone who is successful you, you know, is you, your biggest like, your, your own biggest fan, right? You believe in you yourself. You have to be,
1: you have to be. Because you know what it is, Kane. And I don't know if you feel this way, but. I actually have... And you know, I've traveled. I'm a very, very well-traveled man. I've never met anyone like me. No. Never. No. I've never... And, and even like in talent-based, like mm-hmm. how particular I am with the way I dance, whatever, I, I I haven't. I have to, have to see. I say to myself, excuse me, that that's not an accident. Mm-hmm. So stop playing in the playground where it's full of toys. Yeah. Stop it. Because like Oprah, yeah, like P. Diddy, like all those people that were just normal, normal, normal people in society, they must have turned and be like, I feel really isolated, not for the wrong reasons, but because I'm really different. Mm-hmm. I'm special. I'm 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 different. I'm equipped different. Yeah. So now I've 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 articulated that. I've homed into my talents and now I'm capitalizing on that. And I'm in this journey of amazingness and it's just like oh my god as if as if it feels like the first day i walked into my first dance school because when i w- when i walked into my dance school i knew i was going to be successful i knew i was going to be a household name and i knew i was going to be the talk of everyone's tongue i was learning my first time step yeah kane how do you do that how are you going <laughs> shuffle hop step shuffle hop step and you all that and i convinced myself yeah Like it was, it was in in the spirit speaking to me. And then after I did the, the, um, the, the two day boot camp with Marky Costello school, I was like, I always thought I could present because, you know, I've done in front of camera thing, but I don't know if I can. And then I was like, oh my God, I can, but where do I go from here? And then when I got picked, I never knew that she handpicks people from the academy. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So when I got into the academy, I was like. Watch, watch me, watch me soar, watch me soar. And in class now, like, because we use each other for our segments and stuff like that. I'm always the first person that people want to talk about. I'm always the first person to be praised. My teachers have got really nice things to say to me. And it's not because I'm licking ass because I'm working really hard. Mm -hmm. I know this is my calling. And what takes you two to three years is going to take me two to three months.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 2019 is going to be hilariously amazing for me because... Like when I was learning my first time step, I know this shit's gonna happen to me. You have to be your own cheerleader. You have to be. Mm-hmm. Because I know that there's nothing like me. Yeah. So why act like anyone else? I can't. I can't. And it sounds it sounds, you know, to some it might sound pompous or like a little too a little too sure. But I was like, yeah, sure. But, but when, I, think I won't see you in the finish line. When you see me on TV in New York or here with my own show and billboards, it started with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it sounds pompous to people who don't believe in themselves. Because I think, like, you say it to me and I go, yeah, I believe you. But you know me. Yeah. Maybe that's different. You know me. You so know, I know I mean? you. But even, you know, like, go back to when you said you were a little kid and you said, I'm going to make it as a dancer. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and you've beyond bypass just
1: making it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I, weird. And it, it's weird because, like, and it, what's funny is that you, you I can't see it if you could see your dream, then I guess you're never going to make it. You have to reach somewhere above you. Yeah. Higher than you. And I remember going, I did, um, I was supervising for an artist in um, Dancing with the Stars Mm -hmm. and James Corden's um, studio Mm -hmm. is next door. And so I'm walking and I stop and I look at his billboard and I start crying and I'm like, and I'm like, and I was like, whoa, why is this happening? And then, and then I remember looking at that billboard. I was like, that's going to be you. And I was, I remember like literally fucking cartwheeling on that street. Yeah. Because life, like the spiritual realm gives you that reassurement sometimes, that alignment, that push that you need, that you—that supernatural that you're like, why was I just, I just, I was on a high from this job anyway. Yeah. It was a random job. I got to work for Pitbull as supervising choreographer. I didn't even have to do much. Just, you know, make sure the girls are there and that he was finding the shots. Were, mm-hmm. Great. Dancing with the Stars, ace walking now i see this billboard and i'm like oh it's amazing for him and then i'm like Uh, like bawling and then i'm like why am i like i don't know you it's not about you and it's like because that's you Mm -hmm. and that voice told me you need to change you need to change what you're doing because that opportunity that door is not going to be open all the time yeah and i said back to that voice i said say no more i didn't do it and then i got fired from fifth harmony and I had to go to a really dark place where my ego got bruised. My, my, I let. I felt like I let down my director. I felt let. Like I let down the girls, even though they didn't even know me. But I felt like I let down myself. And then it just changed. And mm-hmm. so, 2018, I've been like, class. I go to class every week. Every week, I go to class. Do you have anything you do? Uh, like, do
0: you like meditate? Or I pray. Other? You mm-hmm. pray because mm-hmm. you have found God recently. I right? did.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I found God, I had a supernatural experience on uh, the March March I believe on the the 2015, and it complete. I've always believed in God, but I've just always had a hard time with religion. And because obviously being gay, you know, we're told that we're you know we've got front seats to the gates of hell. <laughs> what I ha- what I have learned about um about religious organizations, including Christianity to an extent, they um the full knowledge and proof of. The origins of, of, of Christ Mm -hmm. will Mm -hmm. never be given to us. That's been chopped and screwed and changed to, to control Mm -hmm. masses. It's a corporation and it's, if you do your research, it's owned by government. Yeah. Anything to do that's owned by government, you have to be quite weary about because the intentions most of the times are not pure. Yeah. I'm a conspiracy theorist as well, so you do the math after that, yeah. okay? So, but you can't fuck with the supernatural and the spiritual. And me and the supernatural and me and the spiritual have always, always, always been very, very, very close. It's just that I never knew what my gifts were or how to articulate my experiences. Because if I was to tell someone, you would think I'm crazy. And I'm already, like, in, in that spectrum of slightly eccentric, so... Yeah. Anyway, so I had a supernatural experience, an amazing experience in March. And then it led me to God, literally like less than um, less than three months later. And because I was so ready and with this fire, my relationship with my mum, which has been shit for like ever, like 10, 12 years plus, overnight changed. Mm-hmm. And I was ready for LA. So I moved to LA. And with me is, I... I pray and thank to something higher than me every day. I pray for my friends mm-hmm. and their endeavors. I pray for my enemies. I pray for my career and I pray for my health. Mm-hmm. And then I'm specific. I want this, I need this, and then I declare things. Yeah. I declare that I'm a good person, that I'm a man of God, that I'm empathetic, that I'm that I'm generous, that I that I'm considerate. And I and I do these things and this conversation with this with this higher source Mm -hmm. gives me comfort and what christians call the holy spirit when that takes you Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing and you feel charged and backed up now devil's advocate to this do i believe everything in the bible absolutely not now the first rule to christianity is, is that you know the um the bible is the word of the god and that's what you have to base your whole life around bullshit because you don't know what came before you know it started in aramaic then it went to greek orthodox then it went to english and then kings and I guess socialites changed it. We've got so many versions. Yeah. So how the frick are you supposed to translate that yes, word, for word correctly? Yes, yes. You're trying it. You're trying it. And I know, I know for a fact because I do my research and I've, you know, I've studied the Bible, here and there, that things have been taken out. Why are you taking them out? Because it's more convenient. Mm-hmm. Because we want a same like-minded people, we yeah. want the same, and so when we want a tribe of the same, people. right? And then when I'm in church, sometimes I I I, I hear sheep, and I, I'm not that. So no. for me, um, I, I guess I'm a I'm, I, I'm choosing to do what I want with Christianity. I respect Christianity. It's it's a part of my life. I just don't believe everything in the Bible, and I'm not saying that's convenient. Um, because i'm gay if i was straight i would have said exactly the same Mm -hmm. it's just that um i think it's important to give thanks to something that is hiding you because none of this is an accident yeah and if you are in tune with something supernatural and let's say your your third eye or the gland as people call it and or your gift of discernment or gut feeling if it's something that's constantly protected you and navigated you correctly in life that's a gift in itself Mm -hmm. and so i can't ignore that and I give thanks to him because of that. Yeah. And I'm always, um, I always have conversations with myself as well. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a lot of um, things in my head. I've got a really good split screen. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and so I conversate. And every time I conversate, I always I always narrow it down and, and end the conversation. Or I try to, to, to something more supreme because it's navigating me. So I think to have, for me, spiritual direction is so important. Because at the time I did have it, my life changed. Yeah. And no coincidence, Kane. Like literally like a book. Like before I moved to LA, I was super broke. Mm -hmm. Um my fault. Um and I had to move to LA in less than two months. How was I gonna do that? Mm -hmm. And I literally made so much pee through the power of prayer and coincidence because Mm -hmm. of what was being orchestrated because anyone else would have had to go job seekers allowance like there was no income coming but what you're taught to do is sacrifice yourself and put it first Mm -hmm. and when i did that i was like oh my god yeah and then i booked this and then i did jaylo and then i did that and then i was like wait And then naturally, you fall out of a habit. And as soon as I fell out, guess what happened? It was a gray area. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Now, some people could say that's just tuning your brain to like whatever you want to manifest, you get. Absolutely. It's just that my version is this. Mm -hmm. You know, I could still sit next to a Muslim or um, uh, a yogi and we can have the same conversation. And really, relatively, it'll be the same thing. We are giving ourselves something else higher than you. Yeah. And love is the main purpose of it all. Yeah and so when you're giving me rules restrictions constrictions mm-hmm. that's not love you no. are you are you are manipulating me to conditioning me to be a certain type of way mm-hmm. and love has no restrictions yeah. it has no color has no gender has no preference it's an essence that can't be tampered with because of its purity mm-hmm. so i try to Fuck with that as much as I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's working for me. It's not a concept that works for everyone. And there's people who are successful and happy, I'm sure, that have no religious or spiritual backbone either. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: It's weird. I have no religious backbone whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I, when I was in LA, I was, when I first moved there, the first few months were like so difficult. And mm-hmm. I went with Michael Wilson to, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, to church. Uh, what's the one? One on? church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah went with right him girl. there. And, I sat there and I was like, right, let's just give it a go. Because what are you going to lose? Do you know what I mean you're lonely? You're in a place where you don't really know anyone. You've got no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just fucking go. And the more they spoke about God, the more I was like, I just don't, I can't relate to it. It feels yeah, weird. Yeah. So I changed the word God to mum because my mum is my best friend. My mother okay. is like, I'll do, do you know what I mean she's my biggest fan? She's my best friend. I call her every day. Uh-huh. If there's something wrong, like she's my go to. So as soon as I changed everything to the word mum, it made everything make sense to me. Right. It was like, everything I want to do is to make you proud. I'm here because of you. Uh, you make me happy and I make you ha- like, you know, all these different things mm-hmm. that they were saying, as soon as I give it a purpose and give it a reason, it made me feel, I started crying at first. Cause I was like, Oh my God, everything's just gone. It's like a switch in my yeah, head, yeah. you know, but it wasn't the fact that they were saying God, it's the message that they were giving. Yeah. And that's the part which I loved about which it. Which is amazing. It's... And I think that, has stayed with me ever since because it's like i'm not trying to i'm not religious i'm not trying to believe in god i'm not saying there is a higher power or there isn't but i'm saying that all the good things and the good Mm -hmm. intentions is a way of life that we should be trying to live yeah and if you can fulfill those ways of life then good things and the right things will happen to you
1: because you're giving out the good and the right things
0: to the necessary
1: exactly i just think like with any type of positive thinking or religious background it always starts with something pure and good mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter what you call it it yeah. doesn't matter what it is as long you know we can relate to this if you're being good and if you're just promoting love mm-hmm. and you're and you're living by this day by day because let's say heaven forbid 10 to 15, 20 years, spaceship comes in and we finally know who the creators are called and let's just call, they're called Majabumbu and all this time I've been calling them Jesus Christ. You really think I'm going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's been a fraud, it's been, okay, I got the wrong name but guess what, I've been praying to you all this time, my friend, lovely to meet you. Something was right. Lovely to meet you. Do you know what I mean? And this is what I mean because every religious background has a loophole. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Yeah, it it has and so faith and belief in your pastors or your leaders your rabbis whatever that's what that's the glue mm-hmm. that's what continues the support internally between you and the supreme being mm-hmm. i can do that myself yeah and i love the bible it has parables and sayings and when i go to church and oh the pastor speaks listen to me because they're stating the obvious they're articulating things that i can't or or need to know mm-hmm. and sometimes because we're bounded by this spiritual amazingness called the holy spirit I feel like they're talking to me directly mm-hmm. and it's not a coincidence that I chose to go to church that day yeah. and you're talking about that and now you got me in tears because you helped me because when I leave, regardless of what you say about religious background, I leave that church on fire and what can mm-hmm. I, what, what I can achieve when I'm on fire is... Is way, way more Do you powerful. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, it's like, I just, I love that people aren't all Christians and aren't all Catholics and like do what you need to do but just understand that, you know... I'm not saying the boogeyman's real, but there's the spiritual realm is yeah. real. Some of us can see it. Some of us can feel it. Some of us experience it. It is real. It's just that there's so many loopholes and so much um, guarded information by government and by certain establishments where we can't know the whole truth. A, because it's not all there, but B, because it's not accessible to us. Yeah. So we have to then navigate our own destiny. You know what I mean, and for me that cons- you know it works I, I I love my God i I belong to the Holy Trinity it's me, it's Jesus it's <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit and it's Abba who's the Father, and to some people that sounds crazy, good for you, but you know what when I'm on that podium winning my Emmy or whatever I'm gonna thank them because mm-hmm. before that life was different, yeah, and maybe maybe. It's just a vibration or a mentality that changed. And I've used that as a concept. Sure. Call it whatever you freaking want. But if that's
0: what it is, then I'm, that's what it is. I'm putting
1: myself before someone. I'm thinking that something's higher than me, greater than me. How humble is that of a person? Yeah.
0: To think to you're always not put yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And that filters into my work. That filters into the way I teach, what I give to people, and ultimately changed me from the man I was before and the teacher I was before to who I am now. Mm-hmm. So you know what? It's working.
0: That's dope. Yeah, I hope people take that on board, even if you don't believe in religion,
1: taking the message more yeah. than the... Oh, my God, yeah. The fact, I mean, come the on. The
0: factual side of Yeah,
1: because, come on, like, I call myself a Christian, a gay Christian, and it's so funny because I say that word and people are like... <laughs> And I'm like, well, buckle up, bitches. And if anyone knows you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, well, that's what I am. You know what I mean? And and I'm sorry. Good things happen to good people. And the reason why bad shit happens, good shit happens to bad people is because of power and money. Mm. And if they're affiliated with that, you're going to make it. But I'm sorry. I'm a good person. I'm an evolving, ever-changing person. And I happen to, you know, belong to the Holy Trinity, who is the biggest and baddest crew in the world. And watch us move mountains, man. I can't wait to see you on a reality. Well, not reality. Not reality don't show. see that. Re- don't you get the name of Jesus. I can't not wait. in a reality show. I can't wait to see you on
0: Big Brother. Oh <laughs> my like, that's my dream. Celebrity Big Brother. Yes.
1: Shit. Now, no, though. do you know what I know? But yeah. do you know what it is though? I just can't imagine. It's you go there for a psychological game, right? And I can't imagine being dismantled that much and being put. Some some of those people look really pathetic. Yeah. And it's like, nah. Like nah, I'm, co- I'm. I'm a fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
1: like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm a win this. War. I swear to you, I would. Excuse my French. I would fuck that shit up. Like, big brother, bring it. Like, they, nah, it's just not happening. Obviously, I might be emotional or something, or whatever, but I've got this, man. Some of those people look like chiefs because wh- what else did you expect in there?
0: Yeah, you, didn't, you weren't just going in there to sit on a sofa all day. <laughs> Fools. Anyway, i got to wrap this up, so I've got to show. Bye, Kane. I've loved having you on. We've talked for a long time. How long has it been? Like two hours. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, guys. Don't be sorry. It's been a blast.
1: Um. Yeah. Thanks for having
0: me. I will, I'd love to have you on again. Maybe we can Every talk. time I come back to London, yeah, we'll do that. Maybe we'll do like, yeah. a, we'll do like I don't know, Cisco, Cisco episode. I Cisco episode. A, a moment with Cisco. <laughs>
1: Where's Cisco now? I'm now a rent boy. I'm getting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got five TV shows. That, yes. That's what we'll say. I accept. I You're receive. Gonna be like, I'm handing out a award at the, the Grammys.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even thought of that, Kane. I'll take that.
0: No, I believe in you. Thank you. But I believe in you because you believe in you. Yeah. And I think that's the most powerful tool someone can have. Thank you, so, Kane. I believe it's yes. the way. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. And after your rant, I will thank you because I thank you for where I am today because I believe I wouldn't have had my career if it wasn't for you. Oh, thank you, Kane. So thank you. Everyone's going to go, Kane's such a fucking kiss-ass. No, he's not. It's all right. Anyway, I love you lots. Thank you so much for coming on. Bye. Peace. This episode was brought to you by Level Up Dance Academy, bringing you premium dance training, making you the best dancer you can be so you can have a career better than me. Rhymes. Bars. Rap star. I'm out. Bah. Thank you for listening to the ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, share with your friends and family, and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We out. Peace.